Well, guys, we are almost to Wembley freaking stadium. And they said AEW couldn't sell 80,000 tickets. They said they couldn't feel that stadium. So tonight, we are finally on the road to Wembley. We are on the final stretch. Our boys and gals, we competing in the biggest event over in Europe in a long freaking time for the sport of professional wrestling. So tonight, we got a great panel joining me tonight to discuss everything Wembley Stadium. First off, we have the most professional podcaster. He has probably one of the best setups in the game. He is everybody's favorite smooth-headed man. Please welcome Zach to the All Elite Zone. Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, grateful to be here. Um, had to take some time off. You know, life uh, threw a few curveballs, tried to knock me down for the one, two, three, but I kicked out at the last second, and I'm grateful to be here with you all. And I, I can't wait to talk about this pay-per-view. It's going to be amazing. Well, I'm so glad to have you back, brother. So good that you can come on and talk everything that you do with us. Next, we have the only Florida man to actually leave Florida and become better. He is everybody's favorite Tennessee bearded wonder. Everybody's favorite Lobel Adam. Hey, guys. Yeah, I'm excited. It just sucks I got to work during the pay-per-view, so I'm going to see if I can mm. watch it at work. I don't know if I'll get in trouble for that, but I'm going to try to stream it. So just uh, don't. Don't tell my boss. Hide it behind a book, Adam. Just like I'm well, just if, studying the manual. Well, if I'm at a good spot at my at my work with good reception, I'll just hide it somewhere and be like, "All right, I can watch the pay per view while I work." <laughs> yeah. When um when does it actually start? Like, what time is it? In the morning, or is it like noon? <laughs> I think it yeah. starts at like noon. Yeah. I'll be working too, so. I'll, I'll sneak it in for, like, the last hour of work. <laughs> All yeah, right. there you go. Yeah. And finally, we have the Vincent Kennedy McMahon, the Tony Khan, the ringleader of the All Elite Zone podcast. He is also the general manager and owner of the All Elite Zone brand. Please welcome everybody's favorite producer and CM Punk fan, Connor. Yes, uh, great to be on. It should be a, uh, should be a good one. Uh, it's the biggest wrestling event of all time. So, and we're and we're living through it. So, it's so crazy to think that WWE had the opportunity to run a show at Wembley, but turned it down. And now AEW is coming in with eighty thousand people. WWE's got to go to Saudi Arabia. What are you talking about? They gotta go to Saudi. They can keep their blood money. <laughs> I wasn't gonna say it, Lane. Go ahead. Sorry, <laughs> buddy. Amen to that. I'm sorry. That's that's terrible. Um, I'm glad that they're having more culture to the to, you know, to wrestling, and I'm happy for them. But um, you're not lying. Yeah, just... don't keep uh, your wrestlers hostage on a plane. Yeah. While you yeah. and Brock Lesnar leave. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? That's okay. 
you know what? Wembley is, like I said, this Saturday at time of recording. So tonight we are going to be going through the match card, of course. We're going to go through our predictions. Uh, we'll also talk, before we get into our predictions, uh, we're also going to talk about how important this needs to be for AEW. This cannot fail. I don't think it's going to fail. But, you know, there's a lot of momentum going into AEW. Until recently, I think I had a hard time, like, trying to figure out what the card was going to be until, like, the last probably a month. I feel like, you know, you had about a decent build-up to it. Uh, what do you guys think about the build and the card so far? I, uh, you know, the Adam Cole and MJF thing was uh, going before they even announced all uh which uh, I feel like that's the one, if, if they did anything right, that's the feud that they did right. Uh, MJF and Adam Cole, that's the feud that they did do very, very well. Uh, and as we seen last night, uh, we don't know what's going to happen at all in. Who's going to do what? Is anyone on there? Is anyone going to have backup to call on? Is anyone going to see? We don't know. We saw Roderick Strong's tantrums. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I think the buildup... Uh, and like besides, I said it last night. Besides uh, MJF and Cole, the second best feud that they've been building towards is Darby and Swerved. I feel like they've done a very good job of good, uh, good storytelling. Like I know some of their things is pretty dark for uh, wrestling. Uh, like that makes WWE look like Sesame Street compared to what AEW does. Uh, of course, you got Punk and Joe. Uh, but I, I think the build has been, been, it's been very good. It's better than uh, Double or Nothing, I'll say. This is probably the best build-up they've had this entire year. Uh, yeah, I'm excited for All In. Yeah, no, I'm, uh, I'm, I, I totally agree. Um, I know the big step towards it was the announcement of having it at Wembley. Mm. That was the big first. Um, I knew the match card was going to come together sporadically and over a few weeks after they, you know, started selling tickets because it's that whole build of you're going to see some good matches by these tickets. It's that whole promotional thing. I mean, I've worked in promotions. I've worked in marketing. It's a good marketing um, plan where we sell these tickets. We keep selling. We try to get it up, up, up the numbers up. We put these matches in maybe a couple of matches announced. You get more ticket sales. Um, but over the last few weeks, the build of the card, and then obviously from last night's episode of Dynamite, changing of the card helped a little bit. Um, I still don't agree with what happened with AR Fox. I kind of cut that short, I feel like, um, with him as part of Mogul Embassy, um, where they could have just said, you know, you messed up, so I'm finding someone to replace you. You're not out of Mogul Embassy, but you're going to be in the corner of the match, and you're going to see what it's like to actually be a team. Um, I would have been okay with that story. But overall, the card looks great. Um, you got some really good matches. You're getting FTR and Young Bucks for a third mm -hmm. time. Um, you're getting a stadium stampede in the freaking Wembley Stadium, um, which is going to be insane. Uh, you're getting a great trios match uh, with the Golden Elite versus Bullet Club Gold. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, and I think last night we discussed it. I think the one match outside of the MJF and Cole match that we're all excited about for me after the promos last night, Connor can agree. 
that Osprey Jericho match is looking mm. more and more exciting now yeah. after the promo in the ring last night. So I honestly am very excited for this card. I'm very excited for AEW. Um, definitely something that, you know, for a little company that wasn't supposed to make it, I think they're doing okay. You know, I can't believe a t-shirt company just sold out in 80,000. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really, really excited for Saturday. Uh, Zach, what about you, man? Like, are you excited for Saturday? What's your thoughts going into Wembley? Yeah, man, I, I'm super excited. I, I was talking with my wife. I'm very grateful. She's into pro wrestling as well. Um, and we were just talking. We're like, you know what? This show is going to be bigger than, or actually, it's going to live up to the hype that every WrestleMania we want it to be. This is going to be that show. Um, you know, like Adam said, like the, the, the card is stacked. Um, I'm, I'm super excited. Uh, after the storytelling last night on dynamite, I'm very interested to see if Adam Cole turns heel. This is my, my prediction. I, I see Adam Cole turning heel MJF playing that baby face or the, uh, the, uh, anti-hero baby face, if you will, for a little bit longer. So I'm, I'm excited to see how that plays out. Um, I love FTR, so that match is it's gonna be epic. And um, and then last night with Billy Gunn coming back, whoo, got goosebumps. Uh, so yeah, that's that's gonna be a good one as well. See, I was not able to watch all the way of Dynamite last night, um, but from the clips I've seen, it really has been a good go home show for the pay per view. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna try to watch it probably tomorrow um, once I get off work. Because, man, like, just watching some of the clips, I was speechless. And then Connor called it. Connor called it last night. Where did I call this? Santana and Ortiz. Pride and Powerful is back. And we'll talk about them later when it comes to the stadium stampede. I was talking about I am curious on how that happened. So run me through that last night. So what happened to have Pride and Powerful get added to that match? I was kind of surprised they joined up with Blackpool Combat Club. Supposed to be six on six, but since Phoenix is out, I guess they just made it five on five because that was unexpected, I guess. Uh, but who was it? Uh, it was Moxley and Ray Phoenix. Uh, Moxley won after the match. Moxley just kept on laying into him. We just to write him off for all in because he can't be there because of visa issues. Uh, then it, it was basically like a I can't remember what all happened, but I know uh, first Ortiz came out. Like, saw him. I didn't think it was Ortiz because he was wearing a weird little hat. Uh, and then, little hat. Yeah, and then we hear some, like, very different music. And then Santana comes out. Because uh, this, this, and like, they do have history in this feud because uh, Eddie Kingston, you know, and Ortiz had a mm-hmm. feud there. And, uh, but yeah, I, you know, I don't get a thank you out of all this. I'm the one who got the rumors started. I'm the one who – where's my thank you? Uh, no, uh, I'm really Where's your flowers? Where's I'm really glad Pride and Powerful. That was, uh, that was the moment of the night for me besides uh, – I don't want to spoil too much because you haven't seen it, but the Jericho and Osprey promo is really – I really see clips really from that. Oh, my gosh, what a promo battle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, basically after the match, it was a full-on brawl, and then uh, – who else came out? It was, it was a, it was a, well, the, it, it's a BCC, BCC segment, so you got to expect <laughs> it to be a brawl. But uh, I'm, I'm really uh, thrilled that 
Proud and Powerful is back together. Me Hopefully too. for good this time. Yeah. Um, so I posted before I started talking about the card. Um, I posted in our comment section, what are what match are you guys excited for? And we did get some comments. Uh, we have the fabulous Mr. Mike. Uh, Mike says, I agree. Uh, we were talking about uh, Swerve and Darby. Um, his match that he is excited for is Punk and Joe. That one's going to be a really great match. I cannot wait to discuss how that's going to turn out to be. And then uh, Davis, MJF versus Adam Cole, baby. Really good match. Definitely a great way to end the pay-per-view, um, especially with, if you think about it, too. MJF was the first match of All In. And now mm. he's been eventing as AEW champion. Mm. So talk about how things come in full circle. And then Ariana says uh, she agrees with Adam. She is excited for Jericho and Osprey. So thank you, everybody, for commenting. Keep uh, leaving your comments uh, down below as we discuss who we're going to th- you know, think is going to win each match coming up and what surprises we have, we'll have in store coming up from Tony Khan's crazy mind. Kid, you know, or it's, it's, I shouldn't call him a kid, but he seems like a kid with a giant toy box full of just the best wrestler in the world. It's a blessing. And a I mean, curse. that's how... That's that's how the internet, uh, the the IW, uh, uh, IWC and WWE marks see him as a kid that has toys that he has no idea what to do with. But it's like he's he understands the business, though. You can't deny that. Very true. So, what do you guys think about um, the only match on Zero Hour as time of recording um, between Aussie Open and MJF and Adam Cole? Give you a, do you think a little too cocky for you know the, the main eventers, or do you think do you think some shenanigans will happen? I don't know how that's gonna go. I don't know. That's really uh, unpredictable. I, I don't know who's gonna. If they win attack titles, then I wonder what happens in the main event. That's gonna. Mm-hmm. But I can give you a spoiler if you want another buy-in match or zero hour. You have a spoiler. Well, it's gonna be announced tomorrow on Collision. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll wait. We'll wait until tomorrow then. The, everyone could probably guess what it is, anyways. So. Okay. Do you guys want to wait, mm. or do you want Connor to tell the match? It, I kind of. I already. I'm with Connor because I already kind of know the match. Okay. Now too. So. Uh, <laughs> you know what? You know what? Let's break the rules. We're gonna break it down. Connor, what's what's the match announced? Or it's gonna be announced tomorrow. Hook versus Jack Perry. Oh. Okay. Figured that was coming. Zero hour. So, you know, um, that one's, I think Hook's got to win that match. I think Hook, I think Hook has to win that match and then present it to Taz. And Taz needs to just be like, all right, we're done. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be the official last, last person to have that belt. Yes. I like to see like a yeah. uh, option C thing with that. Like if Hook wins it, like do you guys know what the option C is in like TNA and Impact? Yeah, so you could trade. So mm-hmm. with the, I do because in Impact they have the X Division title, mm-hmm. and the, the, with that, uh, the X Division champion has the option C, which is they can relinquish that title for an opportunity at the World Heavyweight Championship. I think Hook should do oh. it. It's not similar to that, but Hook going for the TNT championship. 
I would love to see Hook as a TNT. I think I think it's time we get him some some love and give him an actual championship. He he wrestled like he's been in the business for years. So yeah. Oh yeah, he's so smooth, so crisp. I love it. I think next year he'll be on like the top like youngest wrestlers in wrestling or when that list that MJF was on. I think he'll be the listed top, in that. top thirty under thirty. Yeah. Mm. I think I think he'll be the top of that list next year, or at least close to it. WWE's already got interest interest in him, so Yeah. If I was Tony, oh. damn, keep him happy. Keep him and Taz happy. Yeah. So what do you guys think? Um so do you guys got um Hook winning that one? Yeah, I got Hook. 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 Oh, yeah, for Hook. sure. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get back to the the first official match announced. Um, so with Aussie Open and and I can't believe it's going to be Adam Cole and MJF tight. I, I just I can't. I think I know it's going to be Aussie Open, but I just can't see how this is going to play out. Unless is Aussie Open feuding with anybody right now? Ring of Honor. Mm, not really. Mm-mm. Hmm. So I bet. I bet, I bet one tag team is going to come out and cost MJF and Adam Cole a victory. And I think they're going to challenge um, Aussie Open at the next Ring of Honor show. I think you're going to have a small buildup right there and have a spark in the Ring of Honor. It could be the kingdom. So, across, yeah, know. so so mm-hmm. I also kind of have an, an idea of where they can go with it if they go with a conclusion that they think they sh- that they, they might um, – kind of like think of it as like a, a creative idea um i can see mjf and adam cole winning the titles okay. um being excited and they're like cool now we get to headline the show as tag team champions for the world title um in the end i think um in the end of the the championship match i don't know who wins um but i see the same outcome no matter what i see adam cole turning heel and MJF turning face, um, and uh, Roderick coming out and with the with the kingdom to mm. gang up on MJF and seeing Adam Cole take the other Ring of Honor tag title that he won with MJF and hand it to Roderick and say, you're my new partner now. Mm-hmm. I like that idea. Mm-hmm. Actually, and we'll, I, I'm gonna, we'll talk about the kingdom, of course, when we get to the main event tonight. <laughs> I feel like the kingdom's going to play a very big part in this show coming up. Mm-hmm. It's been interesting in how they booked them behind the scenes with Roger Strong, and I've liked that sneaky approach. I like it's something there, something's there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I I, I agree. I think I, I don't know. I, I'm going to just I'm going to disagree with you on Adam. I I think that something's going to happen that's going to cause MJF and Adam Cole to lose. And I think that'll fuel anger into tonight's match, where it's going to put that rift right between the friendship. So I got Ozzy Open winning this one. Yeah, I agree. Um, no, I like I like that idea, Adam, because like in my mind, I just couldn't conceive a possible reality where where uh, MJF and Adam Cole win the title. So I, I do like that, but I do agree with Lane. I I don't think that they're going to win the tag team titles. Um, something's going to happen like you said that it's going to build that story into the main event and then i'm i may be working a little bit ahead here but i do see actually mjf winning the main event um but we'll talk about that later 
What about you, Connor? Who do you think? Um, he's going to be tough. As, as I said at the beginning of the episode, it's hard to who's going to win this. I uh, I don't see him, Jeff, and Adam Cole winning. I think what they're going to do is, like, they see how hot this got, so in a few years, they do this again. And then Jeff and Adam Cole actually winning the AEW World Tag Team Championships. Uh, but I don't know. Uh, I, I've heard rumors that Kyle O'Reilly might do something at all in, mm. even though he's not he's not clearly wrestler, but he could still do like be a manager type thing until he is cleared. Uh, there's a lot of different things I could do. Uh, maybe Bobby Fish shows up. You know, I, I really doubt that, but you never know. Uh, Everybody's got a price, Connor. Well, where's the lie in that? Uh, but I, but I where's got, the lie? I got Ozzy Open winning this. I don't know how. Uh, who knows? MJF and Amco might shock the world and actually win them. Uh, I'm used to shocking the system. Damn. <laughs> yeah. I love wrestling. It's fun. You know what? It's, I think I think it's gonna be a fun opening match. I'm excited. Uh, so the first official match on the card, I like said, there's no really in any order as time of recording. Um, so the first match that, um, as I'm looking up on Bleacher Report, is a trios match with uh, Kenny Omega, Hangman Adam Page, and Kota Ibushi versus Bullet Club, Golden, and Takeshita. This one's an interesting one for sure. I personally think the heels are going to win this one. I think this is where you start seeing Jay White break off and start being a heel leader again. I think this is where he gets credibility back to his name. Because think about it, ever since he's came in, he's had a couple wins, but he hasn't been the Jay White that we've seen in New Japan Pro Wrestling. So, And plus with Takeshita being hot right now, and Juice is just a fun in-ring talent, but really, I think the two people that will benefit most from this match will be Switchblade and uh, Takeshita. Actually, just looked at Jay White's record. He's only lost two matches in AW. Jay White? Yeah, he's 11 and, 11 and 2, but most of them have been uh, tags, uh, right. trios, whatever. You know. uh, it's, I think it's just hard because like, I don't feel like I've seen any matches yet, but. Uh, at least a single yeah. matches with Jay White, but I think this one's going to be a really good banger. Mm. Yeah, yeah, no, I do agree. Um, and, and like I said, I think I, I was, we were, I was at, and Connor, you were too. We were at that very first rampage where Jay White wrestled Trent for his first ma- official yeah. match in AEW, and that was like my first time seeing Jay White in person wrestling. Um, apart from all his footage from New Japan, so I was kind of impressed. Um, but I, I feel like because the Elite just got that huge win over the Blackpool Combat Club in Blood and Guts, <clears throat> I think you need to give uh, uh, Takesha and uh, the Bullet Club Gold a win here. Um, considering, like, your I mean, Jay White and, like, isn't he from the UK? Like, he's... <laughs> he's from like, uh, New Zealand. Or New Zealand, but still, he's overseas, yeah. and you know there's probably going to be a lot of fans from New Zealand at this show, because I'm sure the UK is closer to go to shows than New than US for New Zealanders. Um, but yeah, I think um, 
but I think I think you need to catch and and bullet club gold to to win this match uh just to give them that that boot up on the golden elite um and just kind of i i mean honesty i know a lot of people are like oh the golden elite you know they're they're gonna win because it's the elite you know and it's like well i do feel like they they would put over to kesha and bullet club gold for it you know so for this match i do see bullet club gold and Takesha winning so by some weird outside interference from don Callis as always <laughs> nice. Mm-hmm. I love that. I'm I want to see like I'm ready for I think the I think what all outs the next pay per view, correct? Yeah, the very next yeah. you yeah. think we'll get Kenny versus Takeshita? Yeah, mm-hmm. that seems like uh that's something that, that they would do. Yeah. Okay. All right, what about you, uh Connor? Who 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 do you got winning this match? Uh um uh I'm gonna go Kenny Omega uh, and the Golden Elite, uh, but then again, I, I could see uh, Bullet Club Gold winning. Uh, well, technically, uh, two two of the Bullet Gold. Uh, yeah, it, it's gonna be a really good match. Has Kenny Omega and Jay White ever went against each other in one match together? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. A tag. I don't think they've ever like a tag singles. I don't think they've ever put, been in the ring together because when Jay White was in New Japan, Kenny Omega was in AEW. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm gonna go the, the Golden Elite, even though I would love to see uh, the Colliders get a win. Uh, it should be a really good match, and hopefully uh, down the road we get a break. Damn, just by the comment just popped up. Uh, a uh, Jay White and King Omega singles match, but I'm going to go uh, Golden Elite for this match. So, real quick before we before we, I see why they did it. They did this match: Golden Elite, the Golden Bullet Club. Someone's got to be more golden than the other. So it looks like Jay White and Kenny did have. Let's see. So yeah, they've had a mix. They've had they had a match in 2018 with Chase Owens, Omega, and. Um, Takashi, and then it was uh, Jay White, Ishii, and Yano, and then in 2000, then also as well in 2018, uh, you had, they had they did show up and have one singles match. They've only had one singles match, hmm. been um, a tag t- match of some sort. So yeah, um, Zach, what about you? Yeah, yeah. As you guys were talking, I was just imagining like how amazing that that interaction between Kenny Omega and and Jay White would be um because like I've I I've always followed New Japan but I never really watched it and so when Bullet Club came to AEW I was like yeah I'm gonna get a little piece of the pie finally um so yeah I want to see Golden or I want to see yeah um the Bullet Club Gold I want to see them like you said like take take this match take that energy from the win and and propel them up to like another level uh and then that can just bring more people up so yeah i'm i'm rooting for uh bullet come gold uh you know two of my favorite colors black and gold baby so let's go yep uh mike definitely agrees um bullet club winning that one um now this is a very interesting talking point um he doesn't feel that takeshita can't pull off a heel run that's mm. why you come with don Callis. I think without Don yep. Callis, the heel run just wouldn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Also, Eduardo, um, 
Yep. Uh, fortunately, Bray Wyatt did pass away. Uh, Mike has posted about it as well. Um, Gerardo, so, thanks for watching. Yeah. Thank you guys uh, for watching um, as well. And thank you guys um, for uh, remembering Bray Wyatt. Uh, we will be doing a uh, special wrestling spotlight uh, next week on Bray Wyatt. So make sure you guys check us out for that because I think it's going to be an emotional episode for sure. Just because I haven't had too many wrestlers pass away that I, I, like, I grew up with. And Bray Wyatt for me was one of them. So like I said it's, it's it's hard to see. Um so hopefully uh so hopefully I so said we'll uh hopefully we'll have a great episode next week, so make sure you guys all check that out for sure. I do uh, uh Gerardo in the comments. Uh since since we've started this probably the one well there might be a few others, but the one person that stuck with us since day one of this podcast. So uh yeah. thank you for watching uh Gerardo. Yeah, thank mm-hmm. you also to our new subscribers and new listeners too. Um, yeah, yeah. Lucky said, "Great wrestling in Kentucky, great weekend in Kentucky, AEW. Awesome, good to hear that." Yeah. Um, Davis also has um, Bullet Club winning. <laughs> Collide, <laughs> yeah, life be <laughs> life be life, brothers. Um, times when the wind blows in another direction. Mm. So, deep words of wisdom. For sure, coming from Eduardo. So yeah. All right. So next match. Uh, this one is I think the first ever double coffin match. You have Sting and Darby Allen versus Swerve Strickland and Christian Cage. Adam Copeland showing up, guys. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I, I honestly like this match. Like. Again, this goes back to my first comment about how I felt about the show last night. How, how I don't know, creatively it was dumb to kind of how quickly it turned around with getting AR Fox out of that group, out of Mogul Embassy, and then all of a sudden Darby, Nick, and Sting just be like, "Yeah, hey, you're good, man. Like we understand." It's like, dude, what is going on? It was really random because they had like, AR Fox, like, you know, his whole school. Or it could it be? A yeah, story. like. I mean, who knows? Maybe AR Fox does show up and and cause Darby and Sting the match. Um, everything like that. Um, I mean, imagine the reaction. And then maybe mm-hmm. this is where Connor's golden boy, Goldberg, shows up to kind of help oh, out Sting and Darby. Oh, yeah. Goldberg. Come on, Goldberg. Sting and Goldberg. WCW days, Connor. You know that might happen if Mogul Embassy no, starts beating them up. And that's, the reason, and that's one of the main reasons WCW aren't in business these days. <laughs> well, think about it. How many fans would rage quit, though? That's my thing. Is like, okay, Tony can't be that dumb because think about it. He'd bring in Goldberg, and then hardcore AEW fans would just be like, screw this, I'm out. I think what they oh, should yeah. do is no, for just, sure. have a, just have a, a, a mystery match. And it'd be Ryback and Goldberg. <laughs> no, then you'd get everybody up on their seats and leave. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally great idea. 8,000 people just walked out of the stadium to the Ryback. That would be, that would be bad. I'd rather have it's Enzo really Amore bad. than Ryback. That's worse. That's that's worse than a bald Sean Sean Michaels. Like that's just it's just the only, if terrible to look came, at if you do that. Goldberg ever came to AEW. The only stuff I like to see him do is do one last tag match with Sting, then go against, go against Wardlow. But Wardlow beat Goldberg, and that's a. Uh, 
Dude, Borla okay. just beat him with one spear. Yeah, yes. Just, just do one. Or just power bomb three times. Yeah, and yeah. that's it. That's <laughs> it. Yeah, because hey, you know, Goldberg's got good shoulders. You know, it's not gonna hurt him too bad. Mm. <laughs> Should be the easiest million bucks he'll make. Oh, I just gotta take three moves, and maybe a yeah. spear from Wardlow. Shit. Oh, a two-minute match. Perfect. I'm used to Perfect. those with Brock. Gosh, that first one was great to see Brock lose finally, but jeez, mm-hmm. after that, Goldberg just embarrassed himself. The Kevin Owens thing was—I didn't oh. like that. Oh. Dude, I felt so bad oh. for KO. No, that I didn't. That was... Again, again, that was a Vince decision, though. That's what sucks about it. Because <laughs> you know, in the long run, Hunter wanted KO to hold that title a long time. I mean, because. Mm-hmm. Because uh, Triple H loves those independent darlings and those NXT guys. So, I mean, um, so, yeah. So, but, no, with this match to finish, yeah, I kind of see um, a, a shocking win of Swerve and Christian getting the win over Darby and Sting. Um, and, uh, again, this might come with um, – Maybe Swerve uh, have another Swerve with AR Fox coming out and costing Darby and Sting. You know, maybe mm-hmm. it was a a fake on on left from last night, fake out. But who knows with the with the writing? I mean, you never know till it happens. Um, but I do see maybe Nick Wayne showing up to help, and then maybe a another surprise person coming out to help them defend off Mogul Embassy. It just seems really like because I didn't know that I thought it was still I realized it was Christian the Swerve and until like basically now until I looked up in the match card because why would you invest in having Darby and Sting go to AR Fox's school while they're doing a small little show and Mm. have AR Fox that way? It's these issues. I I still think I that they had to do something. I don't know. Or, or we're going to do a swerve and Air Fox calls the Sting and Darby, but I feel like they just wanted to get Christian Cage on the card. Like they wanted to find something to put him in. I don't, I don't know. I, I, I personally wouldn't have kicked him out of the whole group. Mm-hmm. Agreed. It was, it was and, Connor, and Connor, you and I talked about it last night during the show that we, we thought it was cool that they intertwined the two feuds together yeah uh, which is really cool you know because you never see that um because you usually see like christian luchasaurus on collision so um but because they recorded collision last night like everybody was in the arena everybody every wrestler (laughs) manager was at that arena last night so it's like they're like we might as well make stories about it yeah yeah, I liked how he did that because Darby and uh, Christian just throws that feeds on on collision and dynamite Darby and Swerve. I like how they just like they somehow somewhere they collided them all together, made it one story. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's gonna be Quiet. interesting. I don't know how like to call this match. Like I feel like it's just Ooh, weird adding just... Christian Cage unless like maybe mm-hmm. AR Fox is hurt and not cleared to wrestle. It or, could or be just... same with Ray Phoenix where it's a travel issue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So or, it's, it's it's just really weird, you know. But yeah. Lee at first, because uh, that's what Adam said, and I really thought it was gonna be Keith Lee going back mm. with Swerve. Hope so. Uh, well, I think oh. you oh. know what. I just really because people, you know how many people because reports have been saying that Keith Lee is still with AEW. Not five yeah. Yeah. Wrong information. Yeah. So yeah. 
what if Keith Lee comes out to help um, Sting and Darby, and that sets up Swerve and Keith Lee at All Out? Hmm. I mean, it could be. I mean, that could. I mean, like I said last night with uh, on the show that you know we've only got two matches so far <laughs> that have been announced for All Out, and that's the TNT title with Luchasaurus against Darby, and then. Um, Miro versus Hobbs. Right. Um, so those are technically the only two official announced ones. So you got to fill out that card somehow. So maybe all in. Is all out. All out is like a week after. Poor <laughs> like, wallet. Yeah. So like, so I think, I think at all in, you're going to see some more matches set up and announced for all out. And that's, I think that's, I, I mean, I wouldn't think of a better place to do it than all in in front of 80,000 people to announce matches for all out. It's going to be interesting yeah. for sure. Zach, what are you thinking about this match? Yeah. So listening to you guys talk and like last night when I was watching it, I had, I had the, the, you know, that dark part of me, you know, that everyone, you know, that heel inside of me saying, Oh, he's, he's, he's going to be a mole because like, I'm just, I couldn't, I couldn't chew down and swallow the fact that like, they built this up like you guys were saying. Like they invested in that promo going to uh, Nick Wayne's uh, wrestling school. I'm just like, oh, there's got to be something here. And and I love AEW storytelling. So I'm like, there's got to be more layers here. So I think that, or I hope that uh, AR Fox is a mole and he turns on Darby Allen because they have that real life relationship. So I hope they play on that. And then I also think, like watching it last night, I'm like christian why is christian and then i was thinking oh and and all all out and all out it's going to be darby allen versus uh luchasaurus and so i'm like hmm i wonder how they're gonna use all in to build to that so that's i'm I'm very interested to see i hope they really take this opportunity and and expand upon it yeah really good insight um connor uh, I got stupid Darby. You know, Sting's never lost a match in AEW. Uh, mm-hmm. I think he's going to lose it all in. Uh, I just hope if anyone comes out to help someone, I suppose Doc Goldberg. Or, I, I really hope. Now you mentioned that, Adam. Now you're doing the whole night. <laughs> I just thought it was funny. I just, in my mind, I'm like, I'm going to say this and Connor's going to laugh and it's going to be perfect. Right. Uh, Goldberg, Goldberg came, I guess, it do whatever. But uh, I think it's going to be a pretty good match, though. Uh, Christian and Sting hasn't stepped in front of the ring together since their TNA days. Uh, so mm-hmm. that's going to be exciting to see. But I got Sting and Darby winning. Uh, I think the, that match is going to be, like, as I said, like, besides Adam Cole and Darby mm-hmm. Allen, I mean, Adam Cole and MJF, uh, their they're, feud's out, like, Definitely the best feud on Dynamite because that feud's been mainly on Dynamite. Their feud's the best on Dynamite, but the second best feud is Darby and Swerve. How they've been able to storytelling, going to different school. Joker Sting is coming back. Looks like for the for all in to kidnap Prince Nana uh, for the night. Uh, just the back and forth promos and stuff. Uh, yeah, I got Sting and Darby winning that match. Like I said, it's gonna be a fun match. I'm excited to see uh, see it. Okay, so what's the official stadium stampede match right now? 
So the official one is Eddie Kingston, Orange Cassidy, Best Friends, and Penta versus Blackpool Combat Club and Pride and Powerful. Okay. We're supposed to be six on six. But... Six on six, but they changed it to five on five, which I think works better. I think mm-hmm. with six on six, it's just too much, um, too many moving pieces. But with five on five and with the right five people on each team, I think it works. Oh, okay. so and, yeah, and I think this is the first. Well, think, uh, we no. have not had an AZ Canada person on here uh, with the uh, U.S. Uh, people. So <laughs> the uh, here's being made. Dusty, the so, uh, the host of the AZ Canada, is uh, with us for that. So Dusty is making a run in. My God. <laughs> My God! Right before he hits the ring, goes underneath, hangs out with Hornswoggle. What's going on, boys? AEZ is in the building. <laughs> Love it. Good to see you, brother. They got, got, pop- got, yes. got popcorn underneath the ring and everything. <laughs> and yeah, so, more here. so where are we at, boys? What are we talking right now? All right. So we are on Stadium Stampede, baby. So we're going to talk about some of our, who do you think we're going to who's going to win this match? This just seems like it's going to be a lot of fun. I don't know about y'all. The Stadium Stampedes have been some of the most fun cinematic matches out there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Since uh, Jericho was in the first two, I want to talk it up. Uh, I think. There's a couple differences. I don't know what they're doing with it. If they're going to give us a proper stadium stampede where they can go everywhere, if they're going to have 80,000 people in the building, what are they really going to do? So, I mean, it's kind of a mishmash. I really don't like when AEW does this to me, when they push the teams together just to get them on a show. But I wanted to see every one of those guys on the show. Um, I think the heels take it. I think uh, Mox, Claudio, and the boys have been getting hit pretty hard. They've been taking some L's. So I'm going to go with the Blackpool Combat Club and Santana and Ortiz on that one. You know, in a way, though. I'm with Dusty on that uh, just because, again, that goes back to my thing of um, you fit so many people on a card just to put them on the card. Um, but also it goes back to my whole uh, my whole thing of gold, uh, Bullet Club Gold and Takesha winning against um, the Golden Elite is because all those guys need the win. And I feel like Blackpool Combat Club just lost that big match against the Elite in uh, Blood and Guts. So I'm like, I feel like the, the group as a whole needs to get back on like a winning role. Mm-hmm. And so I'm gonna go. I'm I'm going with Blackpool Combat Club somehow pulling this out. Um, you're gonna get some crazy spots in Wembley. I mean, I don't know how the seating <laughs> arrangement's gonna go at Wembley with eighty thousand people, but freaking, you're gonna get different moments. Cameras are gonna be all over the place trying to catch everything. And if you've ever seen Wembley Stadium, how it's set up, um, it the seating arrangement like they've got like stadium seating, like weird stadium like angled seating. So the the it, when they're fighting on stairs, it's going to be crazy. But also, just like some of the moments you're going to see in the match, you know. So I'm I'm going to go with Blackpool Combat Club and Pride and Powerful uh, pulling this one out. I mean, why else would you bring back Santana Ortiz to take an L? 
That's exactly no. what I was thinking. The Santana mm. Ortiz coming back. You're not going to bury this tag team when you want to give them a push. So mm-hmm. I think we're going to see like a new feud start up and that or reheat back up, I should say, between what was happening with Eddie and uh, Pride and Powerful. I think something's going to happen between those between those two parties. Mm. Well, I, yeah, we have to. We have to get that, but we also have to get a Mox takeoff because that's mm. what it's building to is Eddie versus Mox. And we still have to see another Claudio versus Eddie. Maybe this is where mm. we're getting that, but there's a lot going on. Yeah. Um, with the talk of stadium stampede, I want to jump on. Have you guys tried the game? Not yet. No. I just had it downloaded. Yet, no. so I, I've been crushing it for the last three hours with my boys. <laughs> and it's what bad when my back. my seven year old uh, takes the controller and he gets four eliminations in his first try. I'm at the <laughs> try and I've gotten two. But the kids, when they get those controllers, they know the buttons like we don't. So they they know what's mm-hmm. going on and they crushed. What console? I'm usually got? a buttons. I'm usually a button smasher. Yeah, <laughs> and like... you're gonna like this one. I went with Switch <laughs> so that we all could pass it around because everybody in the house has a Switch. I was thinking PlayStation, but that's for me. I wanted this one to be a whole family yeah. lot. Yeah, mm. I, I play it nonstop today. It's, it's really really fun. Yeah, dang, color. Is it like one of those ones that like I'm gonna have to sit down on a Friday night or Saturday night, have a case of Mountain Dew, and just go? Yeah. It's the, it's addictive because <laughs> I started playing at five a.m. when it first released, and then I looked at my phone. It's three o'clock in the afternoon. Connor. Yep. So it's, uh, how's your eyes doing, bro? That's that's a whole work day for me, man. That is a whole work day. He's <laughs> the prince of production. He doesn't sleep. He's Tony Khan two point oh. Yeah. Minus the blow. Allegedly. 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 <laughs> oh, man. This is going to be fun. I'm excited. Um, Adam, Connor, Zach, how pumped are y'all for this? Dusty's already excited for it. He's got me pumped up. Dude, Dusty coming all the way from Canada, just talk stadium stampede, got me fired up. So back to my comment that I posted, Dusty, Dusty, Dusty. He made his talking elite debut tonight and has got us fired up. So, all right, guys. Stadium Stampede, what you guys thinking? Well, much like the Ultimate Warrior, I'm feeling the energy from from our neighbors up north. Dusty, bringing that energy down. Oh, yeah. Oh, I love it. Yes. Oh, man. And that energy is going to be multiplied 10x in this match. I, I can't even wait to see what they create like like you all have said there's so much space so many opportunities oh yeah i feel the heavens rise oh brother all right sorry get back on point um yes so it's gonna be amazing uh i do need to update my video game system i'm still rocking the ps3 um so i need to catch up with y'all uh but i digress um, I, I think that, uh, you know, I, I wanted to see the uh, Blackpool Combat Club lose, but the fact that they're in the UK, I think that gives them a little extra energy to pull out the W. Um, they have been taking a lot of L's lately, and 
man, there's there's so many feuds just within this and so many his so much history. I, I see Blackpool Combat Club. They're forged in fire. They're gonna come out the winner. Forged in fire. I like that. <laughs> Dude, could you like so I just so are we like the mega powers like now? It's like talking elite and AZ oh, Canada, yeah. like uh, Hogan and the Macho Man. Shake the hand. Shake the hand, brother. <laughs> Reach across. You know that. <laughs> So this is, I try to pull it up the best I can, but to give you guys an idea of what Wembley Stadium looks like. Um, So, yeah, so you see the center there. So that's where the ring's going to be. I mean, this is at a a concert. And so it's like, you look at how the seating's going to be on the floor. So it's like, it's just going to be crazy with 80,000 people. Like, And they're going to sing. Oh, my God, are they going to sing? Heck, yeah. It is going to oh. be a full-term crowd concert, and I think oh. Claudio is going to get some good reaction. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's one person I think uh, will really open up the UKs. Oh. And then to just listen, I'm getting chills just thinking about Judas right now. Like, yeah. it's oh going to be Cody's woes in the, yeah, <laughs> from LA Knight. So I, I, to be honest with you, I think WWE is gonna. I think, I think, I think this is gonna be something better than most of WWE chants. I'm excited. Mm. Have you guys ever watched any of Progress? No. Okay, you should go back and check some of their earlier stuff. But right now, they're about to come to a streaming deal where they start doing their shows live mm-hmm. by the end of the year. So I'm really oh. excited for that. But that's where Osprey, Zack Sabre Jr., uh, Pete Dunne, Walter, Walter, I yeah. Colin Gunther, um, all of those guys were over there since the beginning. Even Marty mm. Skrull, he started with a uh, a party Marty raver gimmick. Like <laughs> yeah. they were. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. But the thing about those, like my favorite match was Mark Haskins versus Gargano for Toronto yeah. Smash Wrestling Championship. And the way the crowd walked in there and they had a song for each guy and they would take over. And it gave that punk rock vibe that I was just into. So I watched all of the beginning. Even now with Cara Noir, I really enjoy it. But you give them 80,000 people to speak, oh, hell yeah. That was definitely a match. Oh, yeah. So I'm with Dusty because I remember that video I sent you guys of Guido at mm. some small show and the entire crowd singing um, um, Madonna, his yeah, theme yeah, song yeah. coming out. Nice. Like the whole crowd was singing it and it was amazing. It, oh, it is cool. amazing how these European crowds are. And I'm with Dusty. I watched mm-hmm. a lot of old progress wrestling matches and holy crap they've got they've got a they went nuts when drew mcintyre came back and Mm. and and like stormed the ring and i keep forgetting the group that he he was beating up on it was some um faction that he was beating yeah and it was like alice and he just came back and he's just going great and the crowd's going nuts so like progress wrestling is great that was i icw in scotland 
that he yeah. returned at, but okay. they have the same cast. But but they have the same they have yeah. the same group of wrestlers on both shows. Oh yeah, because it's and European, so a lot of them, a lot of those guys cool. go to. It's like it's like the old days of like the the promotions, like the Jim yeah. Crockett's mm-hmm. and the Mid South, where the same wrestlers would cross promotions. It's the same thing over in Europe with Progress and and the Scotland's and and all that stuff. So right now we have like this this vibe in the city, like I'm down here in Niagara Falls, right? Mm. There's a couple, like we've got about three or four indies, but in Toronto, those shows are insane. And this weekend it's going to be littered with impact and all these shows. Well, progress came down to battle Toronto smash wrestling. And they had a two night show where they brought a bunch of guys and our guys fought them. And we went to a show on Friday night and ran into a bunch of drunken Irishmen. <laughs> nice. And they were only here on a work visa and they were going back in a month and we told them to come to the progress show. So they came. They lit up the night. Like between my crew and their crew, we ran the entire room and it was funny to hear the hooligans get going and even a little bit of soccer hooliganry up there is going to be loud. Wow. So okay, so real quick, um, so who's who's the bigger drinkers, the Irish or the Canadians? Mm. I'm literally <laughs> drinking scotch right now, so challenge me. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, see, it's scotch, so it's not considered being an alcoholic. You're just being classy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a classy <laughs> drunk. I don't go to meetings. <laughs> it is required, so man. Hey, anytime you want to, I'm about to crack open another bottle of uh, moonshine I have here. With the Dusty, mm-hmm. so anytime you want to come to Tennessee and drink some moonshine, I got it. Only ten ice, please. Let's go. I'm getting thirsty. <laughs> well, salut. Uh, this one, this one, I'm actually going to put towards the the guys that have just passed. I mean. Yeah, mm. this was a hard week for us wrestling marks, man. This yeah. one kicked in mm. the joke. So, so mm. uh, do you guys right. want to? Well, we're talking, we're going to do a Terry Funk episode for sure. And then next Thursday, we're going to do a live uh, show of Talking Elite. Well, we're going to be talking about Bray Wyatt. Nice. So, Dusty, mm. you're of course always welcome, brother. Mm. You I'll and jump your in for the Terry one. I'll see what uh, availability is, yeah. but I I can talk Terry for a while. I got some good matches. Mm. I got mm. good memories there. Yeah, we Ray, he's, I really, really, really wanted more from his career, and I understand help, but it's just sad. It's just sad. Thirty six is too young. Mm-hmm. It's just it's so wild to me because like. I've never had really a wrestler that I loved and cared about so much pass away until Brody. And then my fiance, mm. I'm driving home from work and she's like, did you hear Bray Wyatt died? I'm like, mm. no. And I see in our group chat, they post about it. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. Like I literally cried until I got to, until I got to pick up my fiance. It, I've never, I've, I've had wrestlers I, I loved pass away, but not like how Bray Wyatt is, you know? Hmm. Yeah. And no, Terry Funk was hard too. The one that killed me, I was 13 and I watched the pay per view at West Edmonton Mall Reds and it was the night Owen died. Mm. Oh, In I cried Alberta, like a baby. The entire oh. province was crying and it yeah. was I, 
devastating. I was watching that pay-per-view at home when it happened. And as soon as JR got back on the mic and said Owen Hart died, I was like, wait, what? Because mm-hmm. I tell people all the time uh, when people ask me, who's your favorite mid-card wrestler back in the day? I always tell them Owen Hart. Um, honestly, the, the, the way that man did ne- never held a world title, it, it shocks me mm. the way he was a ring worker. So like when it happened live on pay-per-view, I just, I was done. I did. I, I barely got through the rest of the pay-per-view as many of the other talents did. I mean, if you watch the main event of the undertaker undertaker's yeah. visibly he broken. shaken, broken. he was shaken. So like, I wouldn't be mm-hmm. able to work. That's yeah. That one hit hard. And yeah. Benoit was definitely a, a heartbreaker. That yeah. it wasn't so much what happened; it was the whole ambiance mm. of who he was and why that one. Yeah, being born in Edmonton, he was the only wrestler coming out of Edmonton with a name. Still to this day, I don't know anyone from Edmonton that had that impact on wrestling. Because think about most people in Canada is what Winnipeg or. Um... Well, Calgary is an hour and a half away from there, but Calgary puts out people like Mad. Yeah. Um, you can go with Toronto and the GTA is covered. I mean, half of the undercard of AEW is from the area. Where I live right now, that's Sean Spears' homestead. So, mm-hmm. Love Sean Spears. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, before we get on to the next match, I'm going to go to the comment section. Uh, Jason, ah, thanks for the love, brother. I was training last night at the fire station, so I do apologize for not being on. I will try to be on next Wednesday, depending on circumstances, but I should be able to come on. So we appreciate it. Um, yeah, yeah. Triple H, you did some scouting, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Eduardo says, greatest mid-card is Moppy. Ooh. Moppy <laughs> pulled most wins to losses. Moppy would get his ass kicked by Pepe. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Oh, I stopped your voice. Got him. You broke us. Okay. Let's, no, let's just, yeah, no, let's move on to the next match. All right. Yeah. Next, we have, yeah. we have the real world champion. We mm. have CM Punk versus Samoa Joe. <laughs> In a Ring of Honor rivalry broadcast, Con- Connor, you're, I don't think you and Dusty are going to be best friends since he's oh, doing. Yeah. Oh, we 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 uh, will go back and forth. It's not a problem, and he knows it. Oh, he knows how I feel. Oh, we need to find the video clip sent to you. But the, the it was like one of the ones after brawl out, and it was like we were talking constantly about CM Punk. Me oh, and yeah. Connor got into it. I have never been fired up and gotten in a debate with yeah. someone so loud. That was the, one of the best things in all its own wrestling, besides you know, yeah. since you know, Chris with MJF. So. Oh God. So you know, I'm very like I said, I'm very neutral when it comes to CM Punk because, but you know, everything that happened was just. It was, you want to check out all the uh, CM Punk, AZ Canada's where uh, we had fun on either. our last pod, and uh, yeah, when that releases, <laughs> check it out. It it got pretty interesting, and everybody was opinionated, and nobody's opinions matched. So there was some good back and forth throughout the show. Really, 
Yeah, so go no. check out AEZ. They are they are definitely going to have some uh, some fun stuff coming up Saturday. I'm actually excited now. So I have to work extra on Saturday, so I'll definitely pop it in before the pay per view starts, or depending <laughs> on what comes out my late time. But well, like, okay, let's dig in, shall we? <laughs> For this, I'm going to have Connor and Dusty go first. So, uh, what do you think is going to happen in the match? You guys excited for the match? Oh, Dusty's like already like, oh. Who cares? How about that? How Damn. About that? Why is he even in Wembley? Get the punk in Chicago, main event that pay per view. You want your own world? Go have your own world. You didn't make anybody buy a seat in Wembley. They bought it before they even knew your name was attached. You aren't selling anything. Let's hear the booze. Let's hear the booze. You heard it here in Forbidden Door. We booed you out the door. Go ahead, Connor. Well, I don't know that that collision in Toronto. That he got some cheers. That collision, he didn't get totally booed out of the arena. Uh, but That's I think I didn't uh, go. I'm I'm really excited for doing uh, Punk. Uh, you know, uh, the collision episode. Uh, they didn't get uh, they didn't really get a lot of minutes, and they're like it's very very short. So I think Punk and Joe's gonna. We're big time on collision. I mean, on, uh, I'm going for Punk. He's gonna beat. Uh, he's gonna. Yeah. Beat, he's, he's gonna beat Samoa Joe by GTS. He's gonna put him to sleep, and we won't see Joe until a while. Uh, <laughs> Damn, Connor. Uh, so, yeah. Joe I, if we're gonna be real title. here, let's be real. Since the day he came back, you give him more than 20 minutes, and the guy's injured. You're still the. Just a more than twenty minutes in his collision matches. Uh, CM Punk Ricky Starks. Matches, though? Yeah, he's got a six man. CM yeah, Punk of course Ricky you're getting thirty-five. You only had to work three. <laughs> CM Punk and Ricky Starks went twenty-two minutes. I see on cage match one on one. So that already beats uh, that saying. So I, I'm just saying, if we're real about it. We haven't seen him go. And no, I don't know. Minus the MJF match. Yeah, where is the lie? Where's minus the lie? The MJF match. Punk hasn't walked out there and shown me why he was the best in the world. And I think the nostalgia will wear off pretty quick unless he comes to play. And the good thing is he's got Joe. And Joe can carry anybody's ass all around the arena. That's but to weird. be real, I'm taking Joe on this. That's weird because uh, Joe won all those matches in Ring of Honor, but who got the WWE first? You know, where's the where's but Joe the was you know helping out with uh, the you know, everything league. from uh, independent scene to ROH to Impact Wrestling. Yeah, the minor leagues, and then he got he got the ship over to the WWE when you know his career was on, on the tail end. Uh, and, and and Punk's already done all that stuff. He's won against the Undertaker. He won the WWE Championship. Now, when, I, when I'm shitting on him, I'm not shitting on his history. <laughs> the guy did some really good stuff in his career. But we're talking now to the point that he showed up in Chicago that night. I have not seen anything. I've seen more out of Christian, who's got him by at least 15 years. When Christian touches a mic lately, it's a dangerous thing. That guy is visceral. But when Punk touches the mic, he's got a sh- crap on the other talent. So Christian does. 
Yeah, there's a difference. There's a work and there's a shoot. Mm, CM Punk and Ricky Starks is a is a isn't a shoot. <laughs> I, I, I I'm waiting for Ricky to get back to where he needs to be. He's not there, and he wasn't uh, there with the Punk thing. Oh yeah, Punk. Uh, he uh, GTS to him couldn't sleep. Uh, that's what happened. So much for CM Punk putting over the young guys. Am I right? Hey oh. Uh, Ricky Starks uh, got one over Punk. Uh, what was that when he? Uh, it wasn't the Ricky Steamboat. No, that's when Punk won. Yeah, he had to cheat. Yeah, yeah, he couldn't beat Punk for Aaron Square, so he had to cheat. <laughs> yeah, Punk's this, ring awareness. This man. is this is making good content right here. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, you guys. That's I was just talking to 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 my lady. I was like, yeah. Connor and Dusty are going back and forth between. Yeah. Just, just and it's all that. respect and love. I mean, yeah, I want Punk to do good. If he shows up to Wembley and gives me a 3.5, I don't even want him to go five star. 3.5, I'd be fine with it. <laughs> I'll but say a good nostalgic match. I will say the match on Collision didn't get a lot of time restraints for main event. They got like maybe 15 minutes because I cut them short. I think since like on pay per view, normally big matches like that get more time. So, uh, but just to let everyone know, I know when me and uh, Lane had that, everyone was saying that we had heat, or no one has heat. Uh, it's just uh, a debate, I guess you'd say. Oh, if you don't have an opinion and you can't voice it, then you're in the wrong house. See, there's a difference yeah. from giving us your opinion and being a freaking mark. Am I wrong? DM Lane. Tell him when he's lying. <laughs> but, you know, like, I think with this one, it's going to be a fun, nostalgic match. Um, I actually have Punk in this one. I think it's going to end with a GTS. I think it's going to be a close back and forth. But I think Punk's going to go over on this one. Uh, Michael is going with Joe. So. Joe. 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 Joe, Joe, Joe's gonna I, kill you. I, I think it's punk. I mean, that's that's just my opinion. I mean, I'd like to see Joe with double titles again, like you did with TNT and the Ring of Honor television title. But I think you have punk go to Wembley and win in front of 80,000 people. Yeah. Crazy. But again, if punk, like Dusty says, if punk, I have nothing against punk. I like both guys, I like both punk and Joe. Um, but I think in the concept of it all, you're really going to have Joe go over punk in front of 80,000 people. No way. Of course it'd be a shocker, but if they can put on a solid match that's reminiscent of their early ring of honor days, I think you'll be all right. In front of 80,000 people. One of the best mm -hmm. ring of honor feuds in front of 80,000 people. To think what that they're going to go match? completely Joe and give it the Hogan switch. Oh, mm -hmm. I mean, it's okay. What if they turn on Punk and he gets the heel run he wants, and it's mm. London's fault? True. Who's mm. fault? London's well, fault. I mean, sometimes London fans they they jump on one side just for something to jump on, and they just bury like crazy, and they have fun with it. I think it will be heel. I don't know when. I think that's something that's going to come pretty soon. Yeah, a Punk mm -hmm. guy. 
Oh, dude, I think I think they're building up to Punk and the Elite still. Mm. I think they're I think they're gonna start building that because think about it, the whole Punk and uh, Peg Warmer line against Hangman Adam Page. I think something's going to happen. Or the brother is trying to work himself into another shoot. <laughs> <laughs> so, ah, oh, man. Oops. Sorry. Oh, crap. Is that a mic? Ah. Oh. I was trying to add a mic. Did it work? Hey, guys. Can you hear me? Yeah. I can't That's see you, though. Uh, I'm barbecue. I'm sorry. I just had to start dinner. <laughs> oh, you're good, man. Hey, welcome to the show. We have our go. next run in. <laughs> Got some tri-tip on for uh, for Wyndham today. I was saving it for a special occasion, but I'll grill it up for him. All right, so we are talking currently. We are talking um, Punk versus Joe. Who do you got? I'm going Joe, like I said in the comments. That was me. I'm going Joe. Yeah. And and the thing is, I love CM Punk. I was I cried <laughs> when he came back. I've He was the reason why I started watching WWE again was when they brought him out. I even saw him when he debuted at the One Night Stand. We were talking about that last week. But I was listening to you guys talk about, you know, he hasn't really done much since debuting. He spent three, four months talking. He had a great match with Darby, a great match with MGF. But these are guys that could help carry him. And the guy's older. He's been out for seven, eight years. He's not conditioned like he was. And with Joe, a seasoned vet, a, a, I have to go with him. And the guy told Brock Lesnar to look at him when he's talking to him. So it's like, where are you going to go? He's got cojones. Yes, he does. He's got big cojones. <laughs> I will yes. not tell Brock Lesnar. He's <laughs> like, I'm sorry, sir. I will not interrupt you again. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I'm gonna have to go strongly with Joe on that one. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. As much as a punk fan as I am, as much as my brothers say everything that make fun of me about being a punk fan, I I still back him up. But him being very outspoken, being in a different time of wrestling from when he was in, has been a turnoff, and that's why I'm going Joe. Interesting. Okay. Oh. All right, Zach. Did you already go? No, no, I didn't. I'm I'm still just basking in the in the glorious uh, content that was created a few minutes ago. But if you look into my eyes, you'll see I'm looking, that Punk focusing. Yes, Punk is the cult of personality. Now I do agree. You know he's getting up there in age. Um, but yeah, my heart is with Punk. I'm sorry, Dusty. I know this is the first time we're meeting. Uh, you know, I don't want to break any hearts, but I, I tend to break some hearts. So, yeah, I, I see uh, Punk is going to come out on top. And uh, from one of the comments earlier, I see that building towards a uh, possible MJF uh, feud in uh, yeah. in Chicago. We'll see. I'm yeah, curious to see what's going to happen in Chicago. Because Mr. Miller. Yeah, that is a good question. I think it's going to be MJF. I think MJF has to beat. I think they're going to have like a best of series. And I think Punk is going to lose to MJF. Mm. Uh, I think. I, think I mean, you still, but you still have a story there with Ricky Starks. Mm. So I mean, mm. I think, 
I think yeah. you have another go around to it with Ricky Starks and Slim Punk at 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 all at, at all, all out. I mean, that's the only way wrestle. you go. Didn't they say you could wrestle for like thirty days or something? Yeah, yeah, um, but that's why. But but maybe you have since he's manager role have Big Bill, Big Bill, you know, yes. Big Bill face yeah. CM Punk, you know, and uh, because we've seen Punk against the big guys before with Wardlow. Yeah. And, I think he went to get he went against Hobbs, so he's gone against the big guys. So, and I think I think it's like a similarity of with I hate using it as comparison, but it's kind of similarity with Brock Lesnar works well with the smaller guys, as where CM Punk works well with big guys because of the pace and what they can do on spots. I that's what I kind of compare what CM Punk does with all the big guys in the ring that he wrestles. You got Tank. Uh oh, we got another run in. Whoa, what is going on tonight? We got Tank. The Canadian invasion has begun. No, not the CWO. <laughs> Anything for the CWO? Or of 1812. Please don't let this turn into an invasion storyline. This is just it's <laughs> a good one. It's all right. I got my equalizer. Oh, yes! <laughs> Zach's bringing the heavy weaponry. <laughs> oh, no. What are from up north? I'll grab my hockey stick, bud. <laughs> that looked like the diva's belt on his stick. <laughs> you guys you guys going out, are you guys going out for a rip after this? <laughs> Let's go for a rip on the dart ski. <laughs> Maybe there's some mooses. Eh? see some mooses. Eh? Sorry, one sec. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this is awesome. <laughs> I'll be really All right. Up. Well, what are we Jake, discussing? I'm so glad you could join us. I've 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 heard you. I haven't had a chance to meet you face to face. So welcome to Talking Elite. Thank you very much. Glad to be here. All right. So who do you got um, this coming Saturday for Punk versus Joe? I'm like, who do I want to win, or who do I like see them looking to go over? Uh, but, uh, who do you want to go over? Or who do you think is going to go over and who do you want to win? You know what? Uh, you know, in both cases, oh, my God. Sorry, Dusty. In both ah! cases, it's probably Punk. And I'm not even really the biggest Punk fan. And I do like Joe. But uh, I do think it's the smarter booking idea as well. Oh, no. I just ran off my only tight partner. Dusty, come back. <laughs> and show. I'm going to make sure. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no. I think... Uh, I think Punk is obviously they're going to keep the belt on him. They're they're not going to take the belt off him just yet. He just introduced it, and um, yeah, I was a big Punk fan back in the day, and it's kind of dulled since everything that happened with the backstage stuff. Like he was treated unfairly when he was like go from WWE getting fired on his wedding day and all that stuff, and then. When he came to AEW, it kind of started coming around that, hey, hang on a second. This guy might actually be the asshole, not the other way around. And, uh, yeah, so I don't know how to feel about him at times. <laughs> <laughs> Man, this show has been awesome. So uh, appreciate you guys uh, coming on. Um, both Tink and Dusty, if you guys are just joining us, uh, do the AEZ. They are our Canada team. So make sure you guys check them out every Saturday. They put out some killer podcasts, guys. Like I am yeah. very impressed with their show. So thank you guys so much for coming on. It's a, a huge treat because I've wanted to talk to you guys for so long. Mm -hmm. So glad to have you guys on the show. Nice. All right.
right. Well, the next one is going to be an interesting one. I can't call this one just because there's so much investment emotionally with with Daddy Ass. So mm-hmm. you got the acclaimed and Daddy Ass going right up against the House of Black. So Connor and I were talking about this last night on the Dynamite Reaction. Uh, we were talking about how we we weren't really feeling another third match between these groups. But if this truly is Billy Gunn's last run, um, do they let him go out on top in front of 80,000 people um, by winning, finally winning some gold in AEW? Which is fine. Uh, because we talked about the the longevity and the run of House of Black, uh, how they've been the longest running trios champions. Um, I, I love the House of Black. It's probably one of my favorite factions going on in professional wrestling right now. Um, I just love the aura that they give off. Um, I mean, heck, I mean, when Connor and I were at the show last week in Nashville, I was barking when Brody when, yeah. when Brody nice. King was in there. You know, we were all going. Hur, hur. We, I just, I just, they are an amazing group. Their, their storytelling is amazing. But again, mm-hmm. if this is the last run of Billy Gunn, um, then I, I can understand it. Um, but again, you, you have a claimed lose to House of Black. Where do they go? That That's the story you follow mm-hmm. is if the acclaim and Billy Gunn lose uh, in front of 80,000 people against the House of Black, where do you go with the acclaimed? You know, where that, that, that's three matches that they've lost against the house of black for the trios title. So it's like, where are they supposed to go? You know? So I, I see this as a kind of a farewell to Billy Gunn in his career and let him have one more run with some gold in his career. Um, again, Connor and I did discuss that maybe they win it. And then later down the line, house of black, win it back. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing house of black being two time trios champions uh, just cause um, they're they're really good. Or we talked about last night. You could see maybe Brody and Buddy going off, win some tag titles, and finally mm-hmm. Malachi getting and in, uh, his individual title. You know, because mm-hmm. I like to see him on a singles run and win either like the TNT title or the international title, just to see Malachi with a, a singles title. So for me, with this match, I, I mean, the reason why they did the whole thing last night on Dynamite was to kind of make it clear, all right, acclaimed and Billy Gunn are winning the titles for, for mm-hmm. Billy Gunn's one last run. I would prefer House of Black go over in a Shawn Michaels flare. There he is mm-hmm. on his knees in the middle of the mm-hmm. room, and he looks at him and he says, do it, put me out of my misery, and Malachi's the one to give him the black mass, and that's mm-hmm. the end of Billy. And I mean... It's on Wembley. He doesn't need anything. He doesn't need a yeah. run with gold. Like you were saying, Malachi and the boys are on fire. Mm, and yeah. I really want to see them go back at Andrade and bring back Bruce, mm. get the the LFJ back for LFG. Yeah. I don't, I no, and I agree with you on that, Dusty. I mean, that's, that's the thing I want to go on is I, I'm picking gun in the acclaimed. But I really, deep down inside, I, I want House of Black to retain. I do, because they are my favorite group right now in any storyline, in any promotion right now. Um, I even yelled it at the show last week when they were walking up the, <laughs> the, the ramp. I was like, I stand with the House of Black, please, please. Like, I just love that faction. 
I gotta pause for a second. I'm really building some fire over here in the chat. I just need to talk to Jason for a sec. I've seen every single one of your messages, and you are right. He has had some decent matches. The Mox situation kind of went poop, and we saw it. I don't think Mox really wants to do business with Punk after the whole Rocky thing, but that's okay. He did decent enough matches, but if you claim to be the best in the world, you better come in with that Brian Danielson energy because every single <laughs> match he's had, we remember. In 10 years, we will remember. Punk hasn't given us that best in the world match. That's all I'm saying. I liked Punk. I don't really care right now because he's not doing it in the ring. Maybe he can talk and he can piss people off, but I want to see him do it in the ring and shut my mouth. Tell me when I'm telling lies. <laughs> and I do believe a bunch of silly little punk marks do exist in the AEW locker room. I'm on a shoot for you, bud. I do believe there's a bunch of people that he handpicked and gave the rub and the love in the conversation. And I also think there were people that didn't take to him. That's going to happen. It's a big mm -hmm. locker room. There's all sorts of uh, the age of entitlement in this youth. You got to expect it. And mm -hmm. Punk's not the guy he was because that's seven years. Seven years gone, Connor. He's still the same person. You change. And you could change, and he is better, but I'm okay with it. I want him to perform in the ring for me to shut my mouth. And until he does that, like Mox was good. I was there. But a Mox match can only go this high because he gets stuck there. Mox has a ceiling mm. to a perfect match. But if you're the best in the world, you better show up as the best in the world. So do you think that? That's, that that's why, sorry, Connor. That's that's why I enjoyed Osprey's promo last night because he named Punk in that promo when he says, "I'm better than Omega, I'm better than Okada, I'm better than Punk, and I'm better than you, Chris." That <laughs> last night, I looked at Connor. I was like, "That this has got me fired up for Will Osprey because of him name dropping that." Yeah, because Osprey wants to go against one of the best in the world, CM Punk, yeah. and name dropped him. If because mm. like. Because like that's probably like Jer I said that's not that's probably a dream match for Osprey Jericho. Because uh, there's not a bigger match, and I will tell you, I will watch this match a hundred times over, even if it's a botch fest. Those are my two top guys, Jericho since '97. Man, mm -hmm. I'm an old Mark, and I've been following in. I'm telling you, <laughs> the Lionheart man, I the Lionheart. Yep. I have the stupidest little agenda for school, and I ripped out World of Wrestling magazine and put Jericho all over it. I was nice. all about the Ayatollah. So <laughs> I was on the cruise real quick on you guys, and I got day drunk with Osprey. No way. And he's sitting at the pool with me and my wife and a couple other couples, and we're just – he's shooting tequilas, and I'm drinking, and – it's an amazing time. He's a great storyteller. But then I go for a dip in the pool, and he starts commentating me the whole time. Everybody's around laughing. I didn't hear a word because I was underwater. He goes, look at the Otter King. Look at this. He's so graceful in the water. Holding oh my I already worshipped the guy for what he did with progress coming up. And then when he got to Japan after the broken neck, now that's a, a match. 
best mm-hmm. in the world, greatest of all time. He puts on matches. Show me that, CM Punk. You're going to need an Osprey to give me five. So do you not think that Punk and Kingston wasn't a good match at Full Gear? I Kingston has no, no, don't, don't go back on ring. He gets the crowd and he's that real guy. But there's only certain guys that can guarantee, and that's Brian Danielson, Kenny and Omega, and CM Punk. But he hasn't. He has. CM Punk that's, versus FTR and MJF, CM Punk versus Paris Hobbs, CM Punk versus Ricky Starks, CM Punk versus uh, who else? Uh, but we can do the same thing in two months what uh, Osprey's done. Who's Okada? That I'm, just means you're uneducated, brother. What? what? Watch your wrestling. Okada? Who's Okada? Can I say something real quick, guys? Yeah, go ahead, Mike. <laughs> so Osprey's comment about wanting, like, saying he's better than Okada, better than Omega, better than even Punk and stuff like that. What do you expect would happen in a match with Osprey and Punk? I think as as much as Deep Heart fans we are to CM Punk, and I am to Pepsi Phil, but going against <laughs> someone like Osprey. He'll run circles around him, and we all know about this whole thing that's been the biggest talk of the summer was he doesn't like getting hit too hard and stuff like that. What is he going to do when he starts facing off on some of these real New Japan main eventers like Okada, who he wanted to face when he first came into the company? What is he going to do when these guys actually hit strong style? Is he going to say someone that's a 15, 20-year veteran is not professional enough? You know? I see I like Mike. I see He's dropping facts. Now, now another thing too, and with the Kinks and going to the Kingston and the Punk fight, it was a good match. I'll give it that. But it was a good match because it was a brawl. It wasn't a wrestling match. It wasn't a technical wrestling match like how Punk has always been praised of being best in the world at. It was good for a brawl. Just like the MJF and CM Punk match they had, it was a dog collar match. You don't need to do a bunch of holds. You got to do a bunch of spots. And that's what gets the crowd going for the entertainment aspect of the professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. Now, Punk, yeah, he could do he could do a, he could do a quick chain wrestling and all that. But when you look at guys uh, at a newer generation of wrestling from what it was back in 2012, 2014, it's different. It's night and day to him. And I think he knows that he is not immortal, and he's that's why he's shooting. Yes, Punk can draw, and Punk can totally create headlines with his pipe bombs but right now in the ring he isn't doing it and i heard one of you guys said christian's going out there he is vicious on the mic that match just he had on collision with darby was i'm surprised he didn't win it i was going for christian Mm. but but that's like the huge difference that's the difference between someone that's been conditioned has been still doing it to someone who's been out for seven eight years doing nothing well we when he was out those seven, eight years, his first match back, he looked great. Uh, I, I, Connor, I, I love you, man, but I, I kind of agreed that he was a little slower in the ring in that first match back, and I love, I, I like Punk. And, and Punk I, and from, I'm from Chicago, like Punk, and I remember his days in Ring of Honor and him coming through, you know, WWF, WWE. Like I, dude, I was like, okay, this guy's got something. 
But then he left and he comes back and, it, and it's like this, you don't stay healthy enough and you come back and now you make all these demands based on your name value. And trust me, I was excited when Punk came back. I marked out. I was like, Punk's back. Sweet. Now we can get mm-hmm. some decent matches in AEW, you know. But since he's been back, I've been kind of iffy on it. I, I still watch everything Punk does because I want to hear what he says next. And that's the appeal of Punk is him on the mic. His ring, his ring is kind. His ring skills have kind of, and that also maybe comes with age too. I mean, he is getting older. Um, but you look at someone like Sting taking the bumps at in his sixties. Look at someone like Christian, who's great shape, still wrestling. But it's like Punk is like I'm starting to realize that I might be jumping on Dusty's train here and starting to become like Punk. You got to do something, man. I mean, I'm well, sorry. I'm starting to see it. That he hasn't put on good matches. He's been in AEW. is a complete lie. Because no one would be saying this stuff if the Elite and Punk stuff wouldn't have happened. Like everyone was nope. joking. No, um, no, and I don't take away punk. from that. I, I, I totally no, like, think that he's had great, that. great. great like, he's had some matches. Thing is, though, is that punk, Punk's never put on a good match in AEW. No, 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 no. You're totally jumping that. No, that, words in my <laughs> I'm not that. saying he hasn't had. Good no, matches. Don't go back on what you say, dude. No. I th- I think sorry to interrupt, guys, but I think I could kind of jump in and kind of agree with both of you guys. Yes, he has had matches. He's had good matches. But if you're putting it into a simple term, his matches are like main eventing Monday Night Raw that he's had, with the exception to a few other matches he's had with AEW. But that's his type the 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 rating I would give it. He it looks like he's main eventing a Monday Night Raw. I'm not seeing a WrestleMania caliber wrestling out of Punk that's making him so great and best in the world that he is. And yes, age is a factor. Being out is a factor. He has had some great matches, stipulation matches, single wrestling, but it's not on a pay-per-view caliber level that we all love and remember of seeing a Punk. (laughs) And also, I am team elite on this. Well, I will say that uh, every cow match Punk and MJF was that both times. Uh, and a lot of people will say that that's the best, even MJF said, the best feud in AEW history uh, with, you know, the build up to that uh, match itself. Uh, this feud even goes back to MJF as a kid. Uh, you got a picture <laughs> of Punk on his wall. Like, Punk is the best storyteller in AEW. Uh, and CM Punk and MJF proved that. Like that, that was probably one of the best feuds in AEW, and probably the best feud in AEW. Uh, but uh, but to say he's not put on good matches is just it's just the elite and Punk stuff. Like you, you're saying that because that happened. If that would never happen, then you would never be saying this. That's just and wrestling fans are like that. You know they. They they'll turn on someone and they'll go back to them and then they'll look at the Sammy Guevara, you know. They they turned on him and now they're back with him and like wrestling fans just can't stay with someone. They gotta always find a way to turn on well, someone. Well, Connor, I know we we so with with that with with Sammy, I think what it is is and we and Flane and I talked about this on the death of Kayfabe um about what's real what's not real uh, the, the fan base of what's believing what what they should believe in what they shouldn't believe in 
I think with its fans is I think with Sammy Guevara getting back over with fans, it's it's more so more so of his personal life starting to dwindle into the storytelling of mm. you know the cue card saying we're having a baby. That was kind of like his turn of oh we should support this guy because now he's going to be a family guy. You know now 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 we want to cheer him again. So that kind of dwindles into the whole uh, fans turning against or picking sides. In the end of the day, for me. As a wrestling fan, growing up in in the prime time of wrestling, back during mm-hmm. the Monday Night Wars and ECW, I, I can tell you right now, for wrestling fans, it's all about the the business and the match quality. We don't care what happens backstage. I really don't care because the only people that know what happens during that scrum are the people involved. You're going to mm. have these freaking blogs and these freaking writers come out and try to divide the community, picking that. sides, which sucks, which sucks because as wrestling fans back in those days, we didn't have those back in the 90s. Mm. I, I'm telling you that right now. Like the, the, We didn't have the, the beat writers and the, the dirt sheets saying this, this is happening backstage. I mean, we talked about about the curtain call. That was like the new age of video cameras and stuff like that. And someone caught it on camera back when video cameras are starting to become a thing. That's when you started to see the whole people coming out. Oh, we can see this now, you know, and stuff like that. So it's for that. I just see it as a business. If we can get the elite and punk to just be like, you know what? Screw this. Let's make some money. Who cares? Which wrestling has always been a business. And it will always be a, it always has been always will. And uh, that's why punk Here's is one that question, person though. for that. Why the one thing like this would have been settled really quick back in the day because we had something backstage and we never heard about it until after the fact. <laughs> yes, where is Wrestler's Court? Where's the Kangaroo Court? Kangaroo Court. Yes, there. you put the elite on the other side. You sit there and shit on each other. You have JBL show up and just do his thing. Oh, that's what Pop would have done. But we got kids in the locker room. They don't want to come face to face. Okay, like, the Pump thing is-, is, okay, so this is my kind of two cents. And we talked about this before and then we'll move on. But think about it. If you had somebody you worked with, okay, and you constantly got, even though you might have worked together well in the past or could make more money together, but you, as a person, mentally could not work with them because it would damage what you love doing. Would you want to work with that person? Yeah, I, I don't blame the elite for not wanting to work with CM Punk. Like, it's not being mean against CM Punk. People are going to have different opinions no matter what. But, dude, if, if it keeps the company alive and hopefully keeps less drama, then both parties should just stay away from each other. Or if they're yeah. wanting to make business, then... Do it in the proper channels and keep I mean, it behind the doors. This goes for not just the wrestlers, but whoever's in Tony's office or whoever's backstage handling the politics back there. I but, know a lot of people want to see CMFTR uh, and the Elite, but one match, if I could see Kenny Omega and CM Punk, that I, I could care less if the Young Bucks were involved, to be honest, because I mean, Young Bucks FTR was kind of that. I mean, you could do it, but the match I've always want to see is Punk and Omega. I'm with Connor on that for sure, for sure, for sure. If, if anything, I mean, because I think Kenny Omega, he's uh, he's put over Punk a lot here recently. Yeah. Uh, so. He has. So we just got to wait and see what happens. And if it doesn't happen, I'm not going to lose sleep over it. 
I think TK can make any. He got Mark Briscoe on TV, so he can do mm-hmm. it. True. Not, that's tough. Well, anyway, oh. thank so, you, Dusty, for my blood pressure being high. <laughs> no, uh, we we yeah, we got to get back to this because uh, before I took my hiatus, uh, we were going to do a um, the state of CM Punk address. There it is, right. And I think we just did it. It might need to do a whole episode on it. My bad. (laughs) (laughs) We're built different up north, bud. One thing I I could say about that, at the end of the day, Punk's doing his job. He has everyone talking about him. True. And Mm -hmm. you can't take that away. Nope. (laughs) It's the new age of wrestling. He has everyone talking about him. Right? Mm Hmm. You can use dirt sheets to tell stories, so who knows? All right. God, I hate uh, dirt sheets. <laughs> mm-hmm. yep. All right. Um, I need a uh, 1XL on a uh, Who's Okada shirt. Yes. <laughs> and I want it to have Connor on the bill. I know who Okada is. Connor's face on the bill. Yeah. Connor, just, I just, just had to open say the rain. Let the rain fall down. <laughs> you know, I do want to say one Okada thing that blew my mind. After we left Forbidden Door and you walked out downtown Toronto, Okada finished the thing, right? And we're all so high off of what we witnessed. All of a sudden, a downpour came and it was a flash flood. And I swear to God, Okada was actually doing something here. Yeah. <laughs> Nice. He's secretly a, just a, like a, a secretly a, like a legit god. Yeah. He's a shaman. <laughs> the shaman. Okay. All right. All right. So the next uh, next match. To discuss, uh, going we next match the... to start going again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next match we have the AW World Women's Championship match. With champion Hotoku Roshida, Britt Baker, Tony Storm, and Soraya. So I think this is Soraya's chance to win the championship. I think this is where she wins the belt. Well, I'm interested to see like how does the whole like Tony Storm, Soraya, how do how do they how does that how does that work? Because they're both like they're both very selfish. That you know they're heels. They're both very selfish. So, like, you can't see either one of them. I mean, you're like, oh, no, you get it. Oh, no, you get it. Like, no, that's not going to happen, right? So I, I see them taking both each other out, and I've seen uh, DMD Ooh. taking their gold. I was going to say we're going to see a finger poke a doom, and Tony Storm's going to lay down for Soraya. <laughs> oh, God. So I'm split, I'm split on this match. I'm split on this match because I'm like, Sheeta just won the belt. Like, I'd mm. like to, She held the belt during the, the shutdown era, so she was defending yeah. it mm. in front of no crowds. Um, mm. And I think this is would be cool to see her have a longevity of a run. But the, the 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 real situation you look at is this is going to be a paper transition for her. She's a transitional champion at this mm. time, which sucks. She's put in the work for AEW. Yeah. But mm. for me, it's split between two people winning because there's two storylines you can go down with it. You can have Soraya win it and have the Outcast finally regain a title. Um, but mm. then there's tension between them that ultimately leads to their breakup. 
Because let's be honest here, we're never going to get that women's blood and guts match between the Outcast and the AEW Originals. We're never going to get it. And I, I think a lot of people were looking forward to that. I know we were talking about it, Connor. I mean, we were talking about, like, how cool would that be, the first ever women's blood and guts match? You know, but mm-hmm. it's never going to happen. So they can go storyline that way. The other storyline I see is Tony Storm winning it. Or, or not Tony Storm, mm-hmm. uh, DMD, Britt Baker winning it. Mm-hmm. Um, because you got to see it something else long-term storytelling, Jamie Hayter. You still had a story there with Jamie Hayter and DMD possibly having a feud that was teased before they joined forces. Mm-hmm. Imagine that if DMD wins it at Wembley, brags oh. about it, oh. gets it going, and Hayter returns and says, oh. I know you were my friend, but you stole my thunder. This hurts the most. Now, now you've got a feud with those two. Hell, you can even bring Rebel back to even get involved because all three of them are all together, you know. And then, and then, what you could do if you want to keep the outcast together. Sorry, this is just my my oh, creative Let mind knowing. Go, buddy. Another story you can roll in is with the outcast coming in. You get this little thing with you know Jamie Rebel and DMD reuniting, and the outcast sick of seeing them all together. And they're like, we need to end this once and for all. Maybe that's where you have a blow-off match with all six mm. of them um, in the culmination of Hater and DMD finally battling it out for the women's title and Hater getting the title back that she technically shouldn't have never lost, but because of injury, she did. Um, but I think you can go either way with either Soraya winning it or DMD winning it. I, it sucks that Sheeta's going to lose it and be a transitional um, yeah. situation, and let's be honest, I don't think Tony Storm is going to get that title back. She's going a whole different character route here with the distressed diva and the whole, oh, woe is me kind of thing, <laughs> yeah. which is an interesting take. I actually am enjoying this new character run that she's having. But that that's just my prediction for the match. It's either going to be Soraya or it's going to be DMD. Awesome. What about so, you, Tink or Dusty? I, I think he like, wrapped it up like perfectly. I'm really enjoying Tony's new character, and I would like to see a win just based on the character, but I think it's too early in the character development for that to happen. Um, I like everything he said about Brit. I think that's prop. Now hearing that, I think he just told me. You got the, the, the what's the word I'm looking for? You got the, uh, sorry. Words are eluding me at the moment. But yeah, no, I really like um, what he said about Brit there. So if I jump in on Tank, uh, I agree everything. You can go in every direction. The only reason I really would jump in is I think Sheeta takes it if I'm doing my prediction. Mm. Um, You're right. Everything about Tony is perfect right now. This distressed, slap your tits off character is so good. (laughs) You do not need the outcasts. She needs to be alone. So separate Mm. that right now. Um, Mm. Brit already said she doesn't want the title back. She doesn't want to carry it that way. She doesn't like the responsibility of the title. She can do it without the title is her belief. Now, of course, the paycheck probably is a little different if you carry the title. So money talks, bullshit walks. But the real thing I want to bring up is we're about to hit a groove and I'm watching it because I'm paying attention to all of these other companies. We've got Maria May coming in 
pretty damn soon. And she's one hottie that knows how to fight. Uh, she's coming in pretty quick and she's been wrestling in Japan for a while. And it would be very easy for her to come in with Sheeta to be working with these girls. And this is only leading to the one girl from Japan that I'm dying to see in AEW. We got a taste with the Willow match, but it's Julia. Mm -hmm. Yes. Is brilliance incarnate. The things she can do in a ring, full grown men can't do. She looks awesome. She hits hard. And I think there's going to be um, a change in the wins where the Jamie Hayter hard-hitting style is what matters and the showmanship is going to slide away for the women to really rise up from stardom. Mm-hmm. So you'll start basically having a AEW women's revolution. Most, mostly, most, mostly, Dusty, with your saying is this whole New Japan, this whole... You know the, the 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 new Japan style of women's wrestling coming over to the states. I mean, you're already seeing it with you know with Io yeah. Sky as the women's champion in, in WWE. I mean, you had you just had Oscar with the title, you know, and heck, even someone like Rhea Ripley, who's from you know from uh, uh, you know not even from the U.S. holding a title. You're getting all these you know um, European and all these different uh, cultured wrestlers winning titles. You know, and 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 for the women's division right now in AEW, there there seems to be a stalemate right now with the women's division in AEW. I mean, right now you now after the episode last night, now you've got Ruby Soho challenging Chris Statlander for that oh, TBS title. Yes, you know, so she was that she was saying she goes, I want that TBS title. You know, she wants my she goes, I want my chance. You know, but now you you need to change it up a bit because you've got the whole like you said, the showmanship and the, the sports entertainment aspect of the women's wrestling division, AEW, with people like Britt Baker, with Tony Storm, with, you know, even someone like Thunder Rosa, you know, they, they've got this whole thing. Um, but you need those hard hitters like a Jamie Hayter, like, like a Julia, you know, and hell, even Willow Nightingale's coming around to being a hard hitter. You know, she's up there, you know, and, you know, I think that needs that there needs to be a shock in the system of the women's division because I read on online at a, on a group page that I agreed with the guy. I think right now the best company that has a women division is Impact. I am oh, sorry, nice. Impact Women's no, Division down. is killer right now, and, and WWE and AEW need to play catch up with that division because that mm. Impact Women's Division is killer right now in professional mm. wrestling. Masha Killer Kelly, oh my yes. god! Yes, Masha yes. Slamovich oh, all day. I mean, Gis- awesome. Giselle Shaw, you know. You then you got Diana Perazzo, oh, and you dude. know you got <laughs> Trinity over there now. Like you've got you've got a stacked women's division over there, and they're giving them the time. Yes, time. Yes, and the main event spot too. Mm. Think about it. they had think about it. in a couple of year time frame they've main event of the pay per views. They've had the first ever Ultimate Women's. X match, which I was there for. Mm. So there is, like I said, so they are basically showing AEW and WWE and Impact Wrestling how a women's division should be booked. And to be honest with you, I think this has lit a fire under both companies' asses. Because I have seen a change in the last, like, maybe half year to a year where we have seen a lot better of a women's roster coming out of both companies. Like, we've almost gone back to 
almost to the point where WWE's almost got that that spark where we had during the <laughs> women's revolution. You have, mm-hmm. you, know, you have characters that are standing out like Green. You know, Chelsea's doing amazing. Uh, you have Rhea Ripley, you know, that's doing great. You know, there's so you – Bianca Belair. You have a lot of great talent. And, of course, Charlotte Flair, whenever she decides to show up to work. So, so you know, like – She's trying to like, outdo – she's trying to outdo her father in divorces. That's what she's trying to do right now. <laughs> Poor Charlie. <laughs> Dude, Dusty, go get your chance. It's your chance, Dusty. I don't want Flair. I don't want anything to do with it. <laughs> Talk Zelina Vega. We'll have a conversation. Sorry, Malachi. Mm-hmm. Oh shoot! I'm more of an Io Shirai kind of guy. Ooh. I like the like I like, I like the Japanese talent. So or Oscar. Before I jump out, I'm gonna ditch now, boys. I do want to mention in chat, Ethan. Thanks for calling us out. Come on down and check us out at AEZ, boys. It was a pleasure doing time with you here. Connor, all right, hey, it's thanks all so much. Love. Everyone deserves their guys. I get shit on all the time from my guys. You accept it, you give it. I appreciate you. You're awesome. All right, Dusty, thank you so much for coming on, brother. It was great talking to you. Thank you, Dusty. Thank you, my friend up north. See you, Dusty. All right. Ethan, right there. Last one to you. Do you guys, uh, I can pull it up. Uh, you guys think the network is recent aid even more alone? I mean, it could be 50-50. You never know. I mean, most networks are like, we want yeah. this much in the time slot. We want this much put on the air yeah. for each of these segments, you know? And unfortunately, I mean, it's the same in any industry is, you know, I'm I'm someone that's like, hey, everyone deserves a, a chance to shine, you know? Um, so, I mean, you got to give the women's division at least a chance. That's why I was shocked that two weeks in a row they had the women's division as the main event on Dynamite, um, which was shocking. I didn't think they would do that two weeks yeah. in a row. Um, so I think Tony Khan is starting to see that. Um, but, again, it's also you don't want to lose the money. So maybe it's 50-50 of both the network having input on it and Tony focusing on bigger stories going on within the organization. It's it's hard because there's so much talent, you know, a lot, there's a lot of great men wrestlers and there's a lot of great female wrestlers, but unfortunately the men at the moment kind of outweigh that women's roster. Tony, you know, unfortunately you're going to go more stories towards the men. Unfortunately, it's every wrestling company, even WWE still does it. So Tony, if you're watching, oh, I'm going to post all the women one hour weekly show on true TV. There you go. There, perfect. <laughs> Give Connor the pencil. <laughs> All right. So, um, so I think, like I said, Soraya, I think is going to win this match. Um, did anybody else, everybody, have a chance to give their prediction on that one? Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't, I haven't gone yet. Uh, well, yeah, uh, I did. I've got Soraya winning. Uh, it seems like I hate to say it. She does sound like a transitional champion. I hate to say it. Uh, they didn't want to have the outcast break up, so because I, I thought the original match was going to be Soraya and Jamie Hader, that's what they was building towards for all in, but of course, injury that can't happen. Uh, so they had to get the title off of Tony Storm to put it on Soraya, so they have Sheeta win. Then, and it, and it makes for a good story because Soraya had to retire to a career in an injury, and I'm pretty sure she thought she never would wrestle again. Yeah. Uh, then get to come back, challenge for a title, but not only. For world title but in her home country where her brother is going to be there her family is going to be there from eighty thousand people so i've got yeah. Saraya. all right 
Next is the match that I am salivating over. Probably going to have, you know, a, a certain <clears throat> Uncle Dave cream over in his pants. <laughs> we, are, we have the AEW World Tag Championship. This is going to be a star-breaking in Dave Meltzer's mind. Oh, yeah, yeah, We're going to have yeah. a star-breaking match. FTR versus Young Bucks 3. Well, I think it's still. I think it's going to be a banger. I think it's going to be a five star. I think most websites, positive or negative opinions, I think it'll be a five star match. These guys have not failed yet to disappoint me. I think this might be the best FTR and Bucks match. I have high expectations for this one going into it. Um, winning wise, I think FTR has got to stay champions. I feel like they have a dominant run. They need to keep it going. Yeah, and I think regardless of the situation going on with Cash, um, I think you shouldn't fault him for it to take the titles off him and um, Dax. Um, I mean, again, if you've read the reports on it, because I've been following it since the news broke about Cash's arrest, and it was a road rage incident. It was it was just bad timing. Um, of, uh, and, you know, apparently it was his first, like, ever incident of any charges he's never had a criminal record so yeah. it was like his first time getting in trouble for anything like that um and it, according to reports he was very uh respectful and he was working alongside the police he said yeah whatever you guys need me to do it's fine let's let's work this out um and if everybody reads uh they, they had no problem with him traveling they didn't take away his visa um so he could travel he could still do shows um i mean he showed up on dynamite you know so it's like obviously he doesn't have he doesn't have issues with his traveling within the states i doubt they're going to have issues with him traveling outside of the country um so i i do see this as probably one of the better matches between these two teams um I have I, I have FTR retaining and hopefully they do, you know, regardless of what the Wheeler situation is. I mean, you look at people like the Usos. Like the Usos <laughs> I mean Jimmy's had like seven arrests for only DUIs. seven DUIs. Only seven DUIs. And Jay has been in trouble with the law before, yet they were the longest reigning tag champions in WWE history. And they get rewarded for that. So hopefully Tony looks at this and be like, slap on the wrist. Don't do it again. That's my warning. Just you guys can hold the titles. Just don't get into trouble again. <laughs> you know, so and I think I think looking at it, the way that Cash and Dax present themselves, not only as their their personas, but also in person, I feel like they're they're good guys. Yes. And just mistakes happen in life. And so, but again, to go back to the match. I think this is going to be probably one of the top three matches of the night. Um, it's definitely going to be a five-star match. Uh, Dave Melter is going to lose his shit over it. Um, he might even divorce his, divorce his wife if he has one and married the Bucks. Um, but I think, I, th I think this is going to be a banger of a tag match. Uh, this is going to be on comparison of a Briscoes and a Bucks match. And, uh, and, mm. And honestly, I hope that's what it does. It kind of has that kind of feel of a Briscoes versus any tag team match in Ring of Honor um, in front of 80,000 people. Yeah, it's, it's going to be awesome. Like This is well-deserved for sure. I'm excited. Like to comment, Jess. Uh, yeah, if you didn't know, uh, Tank, he uh, 
I, I've listened to some of the songs. They were actually pretty good. I, I definitely recommend uh, checking out Tank's uh, music. Watch well, Tank's gonna really? sing the theme song at All In. <laughs> yeah, no problem. I'm in. I'll do uh, the Star Spangled Banner, God Bless America, all of the above. We'll do hip hop remixes of it all. But um, you know what? Vote Canada, please. (laughs) (laughs) I actually, you know what? I'm glad that uh, Adam brought up the points that he did because I didn't know anything that was going on with Cash outside of the fact that he got arrested. And when he showed up on Dynamite, I was like, what? I don't understand because it sounded like it was a little more serious. And now that Adam's shedding some light on it, it's obviously not that serious. But to be completely honest, I've been a Bucks guy from when I got, got into PWG. Um, they made me pop. They've always made me pop. Sorry if this is going to rub some people the wrong way, but I am 100% of Bucks Mark all day. So I definitely want them to win it. Um, I don't know if they will or not. I thought they were going to take the, the belts off of FTR because of what's going on with that. But now I don't think that that's the case either. But um, yeah, so I'm actually going to make that my last comment for tonight myself. I've got my dog over here needing to go outside. So I'm going to head out. Yeah, if anybody wants to check me out, I'm on YouTube under Tank Digs. I got a bunch of music there. I got some music on Spotify. And uh, yeah, man, I'd love to drop in on you guys again and, uh, and shoot it with you guys some more. All right. Hey, Tank, thank yeah. you so much. It was a pleasure to finally meet you in person. Uh, we appreciate you coming on Talking Elite tonight, and I hope we could do another crossover episode. And you guys are always open to join us on uh, Talking Elite any Thursday. Just uh, just let us know and come on out, all right? And Sounds Tank, good. I just Tank, I actually just subscribed to your YouTube. Yeah, well. awesome boys, awesome. More boys love. I hope you like it. All right, thanks, Tank. You're the best man. Thanks for coming Thank out. <laughs> and uh, to remind everyone, uh, you can check <laughs> Tank and uh, Dusty every Saturday at two p.m. on AZ Canada. Uh, I need um, to invade. We need to invade that show. Yes, can we? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Talking elite invades the CWL. Let's go. Because I, I, I love I, it. Uh, everyone's gonna be popping in, but that was really that was really good. This has actually mm-hmm. been my favorite. Before we kind of continue the the, the uh, you know and wind down the episode, man, this has been one of the best Talking Elite episodes I think we've had in a long time, or the best one. Period. Mm-hmm. You know, this is probably one of my favorites. Just with. The people we had on, yeah. we had crossovers, we had run-ins. Like <laughs> seriously, this has been a great night and a great show. So we hope you guys in the comment section are enjoying this as well. So man, it's awesome. Um, we're gonna go to the comment section here real quick. Um, uh, Shrimp Sushi, one of my good friends. Uh, thank you so much for uh, listening, Shrimp. Uh, miss you, brother. Uh, shout out to you, man. Hope you're enjoying the show, man. You just missed a whole <laughs> huge long debate. So after the show, go right. back and watch it because uh, Connor and Dusty had probably one of the best debates on the show about CM Punk. <laughs> it was amazing. It was epic, and we should try to clip it and post it on the channel separately. If mm-hmm. Connor is okay with that, because yeah, I think it was great. Yeah. It literally mm-hmm. was a great. It was great content. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, and then, uh, just, know, there's no hard feelings to anyone. Just like me and Wayne, there's no. Yeah. It, it's it's all. Uh, it's just wrestling, you know. It's not. Yeah, it's just wrestling. We don't hate each other. <laughs> I promise you, we don't. But Connor, it's still real to me. Damn it! Damn it! <laughs> Fame is alive. Kayfabe is still there. That whole Hogan's okay, man. You know, he, he became a good guy again. He's still the All American. 
I still take my vitamins and drink my milk. And even after, you know, he joined the NWO, I was still like, <laughs> milk and, and vitamins. Uh, yeah. uh, Jess, uh, just, yeah. uh, AZ Canada, uh, you, you, the ones we saw, Dusty and Tank, they're normally on AZ yeah. Canada, but they hop in to take over, or I'd say invade. Uh, uh, but they'll be, uh, you can check out AZ Canada every Saturday at 2 p.m. Uh, 2 p.m. Central Time, 3 p.m. Eastern. Uh, yeah, that's where, uh, and it, it's on this channel too. So that's when uh, yeah. you can catch AZ Canada. Yeah, for sure, man. Um, now, I am giving a shout out to our good friend, Chris Downs. I am dedicating this next phrase to him. Oh, Everybody say it with me in the chat. And if and if you on the panel, if you guys want to say it with me, it's time for the main <laughs> event. <laughs> we have the probably one of the best storylines coming to a head mm. at Wembley freaking stadium. We have Adam Cole, baby, versus I'm better than you, and you know it, MGF, the bromance of the century. Is about to throw down in probably one of the best dynamite and collision storylines going into a pay per view this year. Like, I would even say it's better than what's been happening recently with Jumping the Shark with um, our good friends over at WWE with, uh, <laughs> with the Bloodline. I feel like this story literally is beating the Bloodline story, at least recently. So, biggest story in professional wrestling, Adam Cole, MJF, going down with a kangaroo kick. What's going down? Who's walking out Wembley world champion? And are we going to have a are we going to have a new faction form that night? So, who wants to go first and closing? Who wants to go first with this final match? I'll go. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, Adam Cole. All the, I, I want to see Adam Cole win, baby. I want to see him get that gold. He's been a phenomenal world champion everywhere he's been. It's time that he's, he, he carries that AEW banner. But, you know, the storyteller in me, yeah, I agree. This is one of the best best stories that's been told recently. I, and MJF, in my opinion, is one of the greatest storytellers in professional wrestling right now. So I can't wait to see yeah. what's created this Sunday. And it's so multidimensional with the with a tag team match in the beginning. And how's that going to build to the main event? And then how's the main event going to build to the pay-per-view next week? I mean, yeah. there's so many possibilities, but I know one thing for sure, that they are going to elevate that match to i think to a place we haven't seen ever or at least for a long time wow that's that's a lot um i agree with you on that zach it's gonna be it's gonna be probably it's gonna be a memorable match for sure i feel like this could be where hogan and andre was Mm. you know i feel like it's gonna hold that that memorable first time big stadium match feel Mm-hmm. So, yeah, man. I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be a really great match. Um, yeah. Connor, Adam, like, what's your guys' thoughts uh, heading into this match? Do you guys think that we're gonna have a new champion, or do you think MJF is going to retain? Um, very hard to tell. 
Um, again, you could go any direction with this story, depending on who the champion is. Uh, obviously, um, I'd love, I'd love to see MJF retain, uh, just because I've been loving his little turn as the face champion. Um, because you need that face champion right now, and and as much as I love the Punk storyline of being the real champion, um, I, I think you could set that up for a a head to head with Punk and MJF, you know, and have MJF show up on a collision and go, dude, listen, you're not the real champion. I'm holding the triple B. You're not. Um, and then, you know, have that finally, that blow off match that was supposed to happen before, you know, the whole media scrum thing and uh, have MJF, you know, go over punk um, finally declaring himself, you know, the, the official champion. Um, and, you know, and, but then with that, you where do you go with Adam Cole? You know, Adam mm. Cole has now had three opportunities at the world, no, four opportunities, yeah. twice with twice with uh, Hangman, and now yep. it'll be twice with mm. MJF. Um, so yep. where do you go with Adam Cole? Um, maybe you do have him turn heel, make a stable with Roderick and the Kingdom, um, and have them have like a kind of a new faction there. Um, and kind of target MJF while he's still in his feud with Punk over the real championship. Um, or you could do a complete surprise to everybody and have Adam Cole win the title at Wembley and finally beat down MJF and have Roderick and, and you know, um, like Connor said, maybe Kyle comes back and the yeah. kingdom come and they beat up MJF and they all turn heel and they're a new stable that, you know, that Cole is in charge of, you know, it's like a undisputed kingdom or something like that, you know, and yeah, the, yeah, shock the the kingdom, you know, uh, (laughs) but you could have that. So you have so many storylines you can go with it. So that's why this main event for me, I'm going to bow out and not actually call an official winner because Mm. I don't know who is going to win. I think this is the first time I think in predictions history where someone's like, I can't predict who wins, so I'm out mm-hmm. of calling who's going to win it. But I'm just giving my thoughts on the different stories you can go depending mm-hmm. on the outcome. So for me, I'm bowing out and not predicting a winner right now. So I'm just going to go in and enjoy the match. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, 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 it's going to be a good match for sure. That's definitely – an understatement that's not going to be it's going to be a good match mm-hmm. it's it's hard you know because i would love to see adam cole as AEW world champion but i think mgf still has a lot more to write in his first reign yeah i like, i know it's mm-hmm. gonna be the i know it's gonna be the most of many but you gotta find a great way to cap off um one of the best championship runs and to cement that legacy, I think MJF has to win this match. I think he has to win. I think he has to hold it all the way until full gear, at least, if not until Revolution next year. And we've said that, I've said that plenty of times on the show, but MJF, there's a lot you can tell with the story. And now the, he's, all, he's literally playing babyface. And it's refreshing because he's still a heel. But he's playing into the, the 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 fan responses, 
the enjoyment, mm. like I really, I'm really enjoying this. And I think it's too late to pull the plug on MJF's, you know, championship run. I think, he, I think he has to retain. So that's why I'm going with MJF on this one. I'd love to see Adam Cole, but Cole, I don't think it's his time yet. I think mm. he will be the, he could be wanting to defeat MJF, but I think it's got to be until either um, full gear or till next year. Yeah, and I, I was reading an article today. I can't remember where, but they were, I think it was like wrestlinginc.com, and they were talking about the, the story between the two, and they were saying that Adam Cole is a baby face but has the heel tendencies, where MJF should be the heel, but he's slowly turning into the baby face. Mm. So it's like, it, it, it's contract. It's almost like a Bret Hart, Steve Austin thing. Yes. Where you've got someone who's hated like Stone Cold, but still has those face qualities. And then you have someone who's a, a hero like Bret Hart, but suddenly leans into a heel. So you kind of have that going on with MJF and Adam Cole. And I'm, I'm all for it. Um, so honestly, this, this match, I think everyone's excited for, I think this is, the right main event to do at the time for Wembley. Yes. Um, I, I anybody else in the main event against MJF for the title um, because again they they had the whole thing going on with Punk and his story with Joe and the real championship. Um, I mean Wardlow would have been a good suggestion based on the history with him and MJF, but with this situation with him. Um, so I I think this main event was the right call, and I think. It's it's gonna be a great match. I, I I honestly see this going about thirty to forty minutes. Yeah. Mm. It's gonna be it's gonna be a great match. It's probably gonna be one of the best ways to cap off a pay per view of the year. Mm-hmm. I think I think it'll surpass Roman and Cody. Yeah, not the sure. statement. That was a great main event at Mania. That was worth all the hours of Mania. <laughs> but I think yeah. this is I think this will surpass you know surpass it. I think. I think more people will be talking about how great MJF and Adam Cole is after this match. I think people will stop ignoring Adam Cole's size. I think people will say, oh, shit, like he's actually – I know he's talented, but, man, he looks great in this match. He's actually a threat for any company. I think uh, in this match, uh, as I said many times, I've predicted, I've predicted every AEW <laughs> World Champion correctly in the order. I've, like, don't know how. Like, that's the only title I've been able, been able to predict correctly. Hmm. I think MJF wins, but whenever MJF does lose, Adam Cole will be your new champion. Uh, mm-hmm. I think Adam Cole will be AEW World Champion. I don't know if it's going to be at all in, but I really don't want to see MJF lose. I really don't. I think there's a yeah. little bit more you can tell with MJF. Like you could, he could honestly do better than what Roman Reigns is doing right now. Like if, if if you take Roman out, put MJF, I think MJF could do it a lot better. Uh, I don't think they're going to go mm-hmm. that far with it. Like. They're not going to go a thousand days for MJF, but <laughs> the match is going to be very, very good. It's, it's going to be hard to tell what's going to be the best match of the night because you got so many matches that could be yeah. the match of the night. Mm-hmm. Um, but for this match, I'm going to go. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go. Uh, uh, I'm going to. I'm just going to say that. Damn. It's like MJF wins. But uh, your next world champion will be Adam Cole. All right. Well, 
this was a great episode, guys. Yeah. Um, man, you know, I hope this gets guys pumped up for Wembley. Um, I know I'm excited for Saturday, even though it's going to be in the middle of the afternoon. Hey, but we can literally have like eight hours of wrestling between Collision and Wembley tomorrow on Saturday. So we we win as fans. We win as fans this week for sure. So thank you guys so much for watching Road to Wembley Stadium. I want to say thank you to everybody in the comment section uh, for coming out to this historic Talking Elite, our first ever AEZ um, Canadian run-in. Yeah. So that was a lot of fun to have both uh, Tank and Dusty on. So make sure you guys check them out on Saturday at 2 p.m. for uh, Talking Elite Z. We're Talking Elite Canada. So they put on some killer shows. It's a lot of fun. So make sure you guys uh, come out for that. Um, make sure you also come out for our um, our watch-alongs. We do them usually every Dynamite, every Rampage, every Collision, where we just shoot the shit and talk with everybody that listens and watches it becomes a really great episode we talk everything from modern wrestling to the past to video games to music to just joking around having a good time so come out out for our watch alongs uh make sure you hit the bell down below when we do go live for those watch alongs and make sure you guys hit subscribe as well we are trying to get more subscribers the more subscribers we get the higher chance we can have um some guests on our podcast from all around the wrestling business so uh, we like to thank you guys all for all the support, all the love. Uh, thank you, uh, Jess, Davis. It's always a pleasure to see you guys commenting. Um, Shrimp, of course, it's always a pleasure to have one of my closest friends in real life on. Uh, Ethan, awesome to see you, brother. Oliver, good to see you. Ariana, thank you for coming out again. You're awesome. Uh, Eduardo, thank you so much for commenting. It's been great to see you back. Um, Jason, of course, man, you have um, a lot of great points as well. So thank you to all of our listeners tonight. Uh, make sure you guys share this video down below. Get people excited for our awesome Saturday pay-per-view. Uh, Connor, is there any announcements you need to make? Uh, there was one comment uh, way up here in the beginning. Totally forgot about. Good. We had a lot of comments tonight. Yeah, this is uh, our most commented. I think this is our most commented um, talking elite and the most watched live. Probably. So, uh, like we, I think we Molly, had nine people total at one time. Soccer, Vega. Uh, all I gotta say is keep, uh, all I'm gonna say is follow our Facebook and Twitter. Uh, and you'll find that, uh, you'll find the news on that in a few, uh, in a few days, maybe. Awesome. Can't wait to get some news on that. Yeah. You know, ever since Twitter became, you know, degeneration X, you know, make sure you guys go follow us on that. <laughs> um, Gordon, uh, we appreciate the love, brother. We sent it right back. Um, it, it seriously has been my favorite episode of Talking Elite. So uh, thank you so much. Mm. Uh, so I'm going to make two announcements here on Talking Elite before we sign off for the night. Um, the first one is next week's episode, we were going to do a WWE shakeup on gimmicks. But due to, unfortunately, the timing of um, having Bray Wyatt pass away, uh, next week we are going to do a special spotlight on the life of bray wyatt so make sure you come out to that we'll talk our favorite matches moments um everything from husky harris to the wyatt family to the fiend it's gonna be a lot of fun and a lot of different you know opinions for sure so i am super excited to end sad that we have to do it in that way but we are gonna be honoring bray wyatt next week so make sure you guys come on out for that and let's 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 share some love for the wyndham family because 
right now with the loss, they um, are needing it. Um, Bray Wyatt did pass away today, if you guys didn't hear. And unfortunately, it was due to COVID. Um, basically, it caused some damage to his heart, and he ended up having a heart attack. So they officially made that statement. So I uh, want to send all of our love prayers out to the Wyndham family. Um, we are so sorry for your loss. Bray was one of the best characters in modern pro wrestling. And I think he'll be going down as the great, one of the greatest characters of all. So thank you, um, Bray, for everything you did for the wrestling community, every, everything you've done, and uh, rest easy, buddy. So... And then the next thing is, um, it is official. Um, September will be the dark side of the All Elite Zone. Talking Elite will be having inspired by our one of our favorite documentary series, you know, Dark Side of the Ring. Uh, we will be doing a five-week episodic podcast all on different topics. The first topic is going to be the cost of fame. It's all about Sonny. Uh-oh. So we got some fun ideas that we're bouncing around on either individuals or groups, uh, you know, that we could talk about. So it's going to be a very fun uh, podcast. Adam is the one uh, that came up with the idea. So Adam, um, thank you so much. I know that you are a huge wrestling historian. So thank you for the idea. I think it's going to be one of the best things that we've done for the channel. So make sure you guys stick around for that. Tonight, I want to say thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, Gordon loves Adam's look, so he does look pretty fresh. All right. Well, that's going to do it for Talking Elite tonight. Um, thank you to my panel. Thank you, Connor. Um, it's always a pleasure to have you on. I know you're the owner of the show, but it's always it's always great to talk to you. Um, Zach, welcome back, buddy. We missed having you on. Um, cannot wait to talk some dark side of the rings with you. It's always a pleasure to have my friend. Uh, pleasure is all mine, guys. Thank you so much. And of course, you know, my Bubba to my Devon. Adam, thank you so much for coming out, man. It's always a pleasure to talk with you. You got some of the yeah, best insights yeah. on the show. I do. I love I love doing this show, whether it's it's this full panel here or laying you and I doing a show. I just I love doing this show, man. So I just I love talking history of pro wrestling, man. So mm. Also, a uh, shout out to Dusty and Tank for making their run-ins tonight. Um, we're going to try to have them on more because this was not – well, some of it was planned but not planned. So we're going to try to have them on here as much as we can as well. Um, it's been great to have them on as you know for Talking Elite and also on their Canada show. So if there's nothing else to be said, I think it's time, Adam, I think it's time uh, you send us off with your best catchphrase – Send us home, Adam. And always to everybody, and good night.